We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG-TV. That's right. You can find us on Twitch every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us as we interview guests, we do live loops, and sometimes we have in-studio performances. Tune in at twitch.tv slash we speak English good. Also, go check out our sponsor, modedstudios.com. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Moded Studios has all your favorite patches and apparel. Go check them out. Some of the hottest sellers are the Wu-Tang patches. Get a Wu-Tang patch that represents your country, your sports team, or just your favorite design. ModedStudios.com. Now on with the show. Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is rapper, podcaster, Holden Stefan Roy, or uh, the name of his podcast and the name of his Twitch channel is Behind That Suit. You can find all of his links in the show notes, so go down there and support your boy, Holden. I have really enjoyed getting to know Holden and his podcast and his talent. Uh, Holden is a frequent uh, 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 um, participant in our weekly Cypher Deluxe thing that we do thing <laughs> it's a cypher that we do every friday on the live stream which is just another reason why y'all need to be over at the twitch stream come on over come say hi it's a good time i promise you're gonna be getting content there that you're never gonna get on this audio feed i'm, I'm telling you it's a good time but besides that Holden is a, is a pretty smart dude uh, from Montreal. He is a rapper and podcaster extraordinaire. And he, again, his show is called Behind That Suit. And we're going to get to Holden here in just a moment. But first, I wanted to read a, uh, a review that we got on the podcast. And I, I, I love this. I love when people write uh, reviews for the actual podcast on Apple uh, Apple Podcast or iTunes Podcast or whatever the hell you call it. What is the Apple Podcast? That's what they call it. So, uh, where is the review? So here we go. We're gonna read this. This is from uh, Heat Heatison Heatison, and it was written on January 29th. 2021 and uh this is how it goes always a good time the host always has amazing musical guests on across a vast spectrum of genres and makes music interviews so much fun you have to catch his twitch stream as well as it is highly entertaining thank you so much hedison i i i sincerely appreciate anyone who goes and leaves a review for the show it's it, it helps us to be noticed in the weird podcast algorithm thing uh and i'll read them on the show i i sincerely appreciate it especially because i know that it kind of takes a good amount of time to um to to actually do this and and to sign in and and to actually you know write the review so i i really appreciate your time he and anyone else who decides to leave a review on 
the podcast feed. And I, 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 again, it helps. It just helps a lot. It helps, it helps, it helps. So please do come through on that end. You can also go and check out Raina Mystique, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check her out. She has a reggae tune called Stew Out, and she streams on Twitch every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash Mystique to get her schedule. She just got done wrapping up 25 days of streaming. Oh, my God. Today we did it, and it was nuts. Fucking bananas. Uh, but it was so much fun, and I literally was looking. I was kind of feeling bummed that it's over, uh, but, but it's going to relieve a lot of time in our days. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the break where I don't have to wake up at 5.30 most mornings in the morning. But, but again, I don't sleep with the shit, so that doesn't really matter, does it? I, uh, uh, I don't sleep well anyways. So, um, yeah, go and check out Rain Mystique. You can also check out, or I'm sorry, like, subscribe, and review like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm going to try to start posting on TikTok. I'm, I refuse Snapchat. It's just so I can get a hold of a drug dealer. Uh, so fuck Snapchat. But I'm going to try TikTok. I'm definitely on Instagram and Twitter all the time. So come through, like your boy, follow us up so you can keep in the know of what's going on over here. You can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, uh, follow us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube where you'll find the video versions of these interviews and you can subscribe on Twitch, which is, uh, it'll cost you a few dollars, but it goes right back into the stream trust me he just goes right back into the stream and podcast so uh any any kind of monetary help is appreciated also we got a threadless store we have merch there is a link in the show notes that will take you directly to the merch store so go and get yourself some merch get yourself some merch get yourself some merch get yourself some merch oh i forgot to also leave a review but we already went through that because we read that review so but but please leave a review on apple itunes or anywhere you can leave a review it helps us it does but also we got a merch store we got a merch store we got a merch store we're gonna be updating it soon i'm gonna be putting on different designs um right now we got the 80s retro uh wseg design going on but again we're gonna be expanding our designs into into other things and i am excited to do that so that will be coming up you can also i think that's it you can write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com yeah you can do that too all right that's enough out of me i I just wanted to get a few things out of the way before we get to holden so let's jump on over to holden uh geez i always this is what's sad i always forget how what order it is i know it's holden roy and stefan but I always get the Stefan or Roy mix-ups. But it is holding Stefan Roy. Okay? I got it right. Woo! 
<laughs> All right. Uh, so, oh, oh, also on Friday on the podcast feed, we will be having on Danielle Allard. She'll be on the podcast this Friday, and on the live stream Friday this Friday. We will have Adam Flair UK, which I've played his song on the show before. So uh, he's a member of the community of the We Speak English Good Twitch community. I also love his streams where he produces uh, music like kind of like Chromio or Zap and Roger era type music. He's very talented and I we're going to chat it up and he's just a bud. You know, he's my online bud. So come on through. We got lots of content coming straight for you all right guys uh i'll see you guys on the other side let's jump on over to our friend the canadian rapper himself the canadian rapper that's not even good like i I gotta get better adjectives or something anyways let's jump on over to holden stefan roy of behind that suit podcast let's go always had a video element to your podcast or has it has it been uh, yeah oh technology yeah because this is uh you know streaming is a whole nother beast uh you've been doing your podcast for a while has it always had a video element or is it had an audio yeah. i like it yeah we did well technically uh, element element within the way you frame the question yes because youtube requires a video element even right. if it's a static image <laughs> um i don't even like consider it a podcast it's just more like what the fuck else is it? It's a podcast because like by lack of fitting in cleanly to other labels, it's the easiest thing. I can fit on a podcast network and but I can also fit on a video network and then I don't know what podcasts are about. Anyway, that's just a lot of fucking boring specifics and shit. But uh to answer your question, uh kinda because it was always about YouTube growth. I understood the SEO side of YouTube pretty well. And I'm like, yo, I came up with this renewable source of album reviews. So it's evergreen, forever content. Mm. The problem was is the format. I like my format. The peoples clearly don't like my format based <laughs> on what's popping today, which is you know, kind of what happens. That's why I'm a lot more interview driven these days. People fucks with long interviews. People don't fucks with long album reviews. It's just mm. the truth of the situation. But for me, I was like, we we jumped out the first 10 episodes and it was like only 10 uh, had no video. And then we very quickly were like, okay, I think we need video. <laughs> and uh, we just put up a webcam and then it was trash, trash, trash quality. All the awfulest <laughs> shit ever. Um, I, I don't know. I can't watch them now. Other people watch them and like they don't seem to care. So yeah. like one thing to just say is people watch it like now they go back to like 2017 and not one person is like, Fuck your video quality sucks. So <laughs> for all of quality. our like stuff about like what we think we need to be, st- nah, just start with the worst. Frankly, mm. just get better. Yeah. Start with the worst. It's worth it. <clears throat> no, I, I feel you. Well, and, and that's the thing. I think that people uh, a lot of times hold themselves back on, especially with streaming. It's like, oh, I gotta wait until my shit looks right. It has to look crispy. It has to be this. It has to be that. And it's like, yo, this shit never gets right. It never is never going to be as good as you want it to be. I mean, it will. It will eventually. But it's not something that you do like all overnight. You know, it's not something. It's a good chance it won't for years, though. 
Right. And I think that's a fact. Like, yo, like this is year five for me of this version of my grind. I was like just music for like four years before that a failure. It's been a lot of failure, right? Yeah, like that's, that's the truth learn, of the situation. That's it. So like I'd like look at people and I'm like, you down to do seven to ten years before you see anything? And that's the first thing I'm gonna tell anybody that's interested in you. Seven to ten years. Yo, Kendrick Lamar, did you talk about his seven years at aftermath before anybody heard of him? No, nobody talks about that shit. Right. It's not a quick game. Those guys you see popping at twenty started at twelve. Right. Right. And like you can follow these stories. It's all math, it's all data. You can track it, you can find these laws of averages for people and go, yep. If you think, and then as it gets more people, you would just imagine it becomes 15 years and not like seven to 10 anymore. Now it's going to be 15 years of grind before you see that revenue. It's because there has to be like something that makes it hard yeah. or else everyone would win. You know, like, and this is just how I see the universe a little bit. Like it's not supposed to be simple and it's not supposed to be fast. It's about a journey. And if you're not about that journey, you're probably not going to be in it long enough to like have relevancy in the big picture or you're in it for cash off the jump, which is a whole different conversation. Yeah. No, when, when I talk to, especially when the pandemic struck and people are asking me, he's like, what's up with the podcast? Uh, how much money do you make off of it? Like, how did it's like, dude, I barely make shit off of it. And I've been doing it for fucking years. Like th I'm going into seven years now on this podcast. And this right. year, like these last year and a half is actually, I've seen, interesting things happen before that it's just me like talking into a microphone into nobody i mean uh, luckily i had a, a, an, a an audience that's been continuously growing on the audio side but it's still it's like you you don't feel like you're not getting feedback especially like with 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 this with with streaming it's like you get instant feedback from your your chat yeah. if there's anybody in your chat but it's like it, with podcasting, you're just talking out into the ether and you're putting out this content and you don't know who's listening to it. No one's talking to you about it. Nothing. But the the sheer willingness to just talk and talk into a microphone and just keep doing it and just keep doing it. That's just the only thing that's driven me because I fucking pay you know, like this costs me money. This shit costs yeah. me money. So it's not like, like it's it's. It, it, I just look at it as an investment. It's like I believe that what I'm doing is cool. At, at first, I didn't, and you don't. I mean, you. It's good to believe in what you do, but like, it's okay to just start and not really know what you're doing. It's okay to like just throw your hat in the ring and go. It's really about just sticking to it and being consistent and making sure that you're, you know, that you're trying to improve every time that you do it. And that's 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 what I where I've been finding success is that I have been building upon something and 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 I'm finally seeing the the fruits of my labor come to fruition and it's really cool. You know, I really enjoy this. I'm almost 40 and I spent a whole half a lifetime failing at every fucking thing. So it's fun to see, you know, like I'm a, I'm a decent musician and I could go do that. That's awesome. That was a goal that I wanted to do. I wanted to be a full-time musician. I did that. Fuck you, pandemic. Uh, but now I want to do this, you know, and I've, so it's, it's just something mm. that people have to understand. Like you're saying that. It, it's if you're gonna do something like this, it's like don't start it for money. Don't start right. it. You There's know, so like, much more to it. It's, like yo, yeah. I, I I went through like a whole process, right? Like yo, I started late off the jump, so I'm like 25 when I get fucking serious, and my dude's like, bro, you what? You want to be a 30 year old rapper? <laughs> Harsh words. <Turns> out, <laughs> yeah, you know. 
<laughs> uh, but it was like, yo, it was more about starting. Like if you're dropping your first project and only entering the foray at that age, it's a very complicated thing to catch up to the people that have 12 years experience and the yeah. kids. It, it is kind of different. Um, and I had a pretty cool run of performing and watching like the local scene go through some tribulations and dying in front of my face over some shit I'd rather not get into because it's complicated. Okay. But the truth is the world was changing at this time. But I'll tell you the biggest thing that fucked up my local scene. And I'm curious if it was something that is prevalent in your local scene. There's this place called La Belmont. And back in the day, I used to be able to say this sentence and this sentence would basically sell a ticket. $20 rum and Coke pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of that sentence and I lost my ability to sell that place as a good place to go. And, you know, nobody felt the same about it anymore. Right. $32 was a price that like, and this is Canadian. So that's like 15 to you Americans. I usually do like a 75% as a rough conversion. <laughs> so like, like straight up, it was like, yo, look at that. The ecosystem had a huge factor that, that shifted so heavily that even I was like, yo, I'm not drinking. Yo, I can't afford to drink here anymore. Right. Whereas before, $20 covered me on the night. Like, those are big things that people don't, like, pay attention to as data points to track in populations of, like, the, the, the fans. So, like, this live scene to me, I've just been watching it die for eight years because mm -hmm. of a lot of fact. Plus, weed. Weed's legal. <laughs> Yo, man, you know what's the problem with weed at live shows that everyone needs to argue with me about but actually fucks up the show? Is that we all go outside and smoke our joints, right? Like, we don't actually spend enough time inside because yo listen it's going to take me 15 20 minutes to smoke my joint right right so like you think that i'm going three hours without it's not going to happen i'm i'm like a i smoke a lot of weed you know it's just kind of like if you're asking me to pick between craving a joint and watching your set like i'm, I'm being honest me and most people like me Shake Yo, that palace. Dude, good. Fucking hey, cool. man. Thank you so much for coming through. It's great to see you. Shakedown Palace is a listener of the podcast who came over and uh, and and gave me some great suggestions for some bands that we had on. And uh, it's great to have you and good to Big see love. you again. Thanks for stopping through, Shakedown. I really do appreciate that. Yeah, Ismail Gadamsi is that kind of guy, man. He's Ismail been around for years. Fucking yeah, Happy uh, Friday, he's brother. fucking been around for a minute and he's showing all the love. Him and this dude, Lindell, like they've been around forever and they like are a huge part of why we're doing things still to this day, like forever and ever, you know? Do you, the, Those do kinds you, of people are yeah, huge. Yeah, man, those, yeah, I love, yeah, big up to all the, the, the super awesome people who fucking follow, follow, follow us around and it's just, it's awesome and amazing. Um, do you think that uh, do you think that legalizing weed it, it could be a one of those factors that sort of that can crush a scene because you know a bar a bar a bar but a bar is really reliant on selling alcohol to make a profit and so facts so if people are are, are bouncing in between sets to go smoke weed because you know you can't well, smoke weed is, inside so here's the thing it makes it harder to be the promoter. It mm -hmm. makes it way more expensive because now you're not going to be able to do no fucking drink exchange price things. Like when you go into the back end business of throwing shows, it fucks shit up. Yeah. Here's the thing. Festivals win because you can smoke joints and they can do drugs. <laughs> right. Like people can talk to me all the fucking crap they want about whatever. But you know, the numbers are the numbers. Yeah. Alcohol's on the down and down and weed is on the up and up. It's facts, okay? Like, you can argue with me, but watch how drinking gets less cool because drinking's got a lot of big negative stigmas attached to it that only people who grew up with drinking are okay with. And people who are not drinking, you know, like me, I don't 
remember these happy times of drinking. I remember I turned my dad into an asshole a couple of times and I'm like, yo, fuck alcohol. Mm. I can think of all the times I puked, all the times I had bad moments, all the times I embarrassed myself. Like, yo, alcohol is not that fun. I, I puked on my penis in front of my colleagues drunk, okay? <laughs> I have almost lost my job twice on some alcohol shit, okay? Like, I don't have any cool moments that started with I got drunk. I got a fuck ton of stories for days about, yo, I walked into the place with seven joints rolled and made money. Like, those things happened in my life, okay? So I'm going... Demon alcohol. I'm going at it like, yo, look, and I'm not saying this is everybody. Because, right. yo, I, I know a ton of people who can fucking polish that shit, functional alcoholic type motherfuckers, and they can't do their thing. But I think that more people are kind of aware that alcohol isn't like inherently this beautiful thing and it has sides to it. And I think the youth are more aware of it than the older cats. Right. And weed is just like, yo, come on. Like, it's not our fault the US government criminalized weed research. So there's no good data. Okay. Like, it's right. not our fault. I but agree. once the data comes out, you're going to see like, oh shit, it's not fucking terrible. It's not good. I don't want to promote marijuana, but I'm literally sitting here smoking a joint because for me, it helps me be more empathetic on fucking camera and shit. <laughs> well, I'm more I mean, willing to I'm let you finish your sentence stoned. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm here to, well, you know, I don't want kids to go out there and think it's okay to smoke weed, but no, it's not cool. there, there is a lot of medical benefits. So if you are of age and it's something that can benefit you and, and it can make your life improve and be better, if you have, especially if alcohol is not your ally because I, I was the same way man when you're when you're saying it's like puking on yourself and whatever making an ass of yourself like i didn't even i couldn't even have a music career until i quit drinking alcohol like and that was at the age of 30 okay so i was 30 really starting a music career at 30 i mean because i could say i was a musician my whole life but until I stopped drinking, I was just that drunk guy fucking up people's sets. Ooh. So yeah, shout out this Rev TKS guy with his comment. I'm sorry, I'm very no, no, used please, to reading please. comments in real time. Let's be real, it will fuck up my lungs, and he's not wrong about that the shit. Me. Like there is some serious long term implications to my career as a vocalist that I take risks on by consuming marijuana the way I do, and I'm very aware of them. But they're calculated risks for the meta game. You know, like for me, that's how I look at it. So I don't want to make it sound like weed's safe because that would be fucking stupidly irresponsible mm -hmm. of me. But if I'm comparing weed to alcohol, like it's astronomically weed is safer. Like astronomically in every conceivable, like, yo, like it's just what it is. I don't like for the, the vapes as much, but I'll deal with the vapes. Um, <laughs> I'll tolerate vapes. <laughs> look, they're just, they're not the same, my guy. It's they're not. Just, look, You're I've tried right. it all. I've tried You're it all, right. man. You're right. They're just, not the same. I don't use tobacco anymore, though. I had to give that up because I cared about singing more, and I had to admit that, like, you can't hit, like, some fucking bad falsettos. I'm not good at falsettos, but you can't even hit the range if you're smoking cigarettes in a lot of ways. Maybe you can or some of you singers can, but I could not until I stopped smoking cigarettes, and then I had a higher range. Yeah. No, you, yeah, man. The edibles. Yes. No, you're, you see, that was the thing. Mantle, what's up, buddy? Thank you for being here. Uh, no, the, the, you're right. Saying that weed is like the, some like miracle safe drug is, is, is ridiculous because it's it not. does slow me down. It fucks up my cardio. I don't like it. The thing about edibles that are, are awesome, I love them, but it's uh it's not uh they well they they fuck with my head in a way that I can't function cognitively. I love it. It's it's the closest gonna happen. 
I need to take something in the ballpark of 600 milligrams to really get fucked up or 400 to feel it. So like at that point, it's like, you're just going to sit on your fucking ass and do nothing. Cause it's, but that's the only way I'm going to like, cause yo, like, let's be real. I'm probably going to smoke three joints on this fucking hour and a half. We have, you know, like that's the facts of where my habits is at, but like, yo, my life's insanity, but compared to drinking, yo, there's no hangovers, you know? Right. Okay. I'll be real with you. 630 in the morning is a little like need that fucking coffee. But by like an hour and a half after I've woken up, I'm like good to fucking go. Yo, my guy, I smoke like an amount that people would find astonishing, but like it's all on fucking camera on my channel. So if you come through at any time, it's basically a stream of five hours where I'm chain smoking fucking joints. And you know why? People like it. I don't know why, but I made it more part of my brand because even you commented on it. And the guy smokes like so many joints in a row and he's still functional. I don't know how. He, and I'm like, yo, wait. So basically people treat this like I'm shooting back shots and I'm the hero at the bar. And I'm like, Oh, it's a little more pricey than I would like, but fuck it, let's roll. <laughs> a lot of my life is trying to adopt to like what makes me look more fantasy like to people, to be honest with you. That's an interesting approach. What what made you want to go down that that route? Um all of it's connected. So like it all is like even that show thing, like it's all like one linear story of connected ideas that build on each other and shit. Like you said, it's your podcast just with different pivoting and shits. But like um Basically, I, I made music and like from a talent perspective, you always think you're like fucking the next level shit when you start, especially when you're full of testosterone and shit. So I'm fucking rap pretty well. And you know what? I got a lot of I've not gotten much negative. Like you should not pursue these criticisms. Mm. I've been given lots of stylistic choice feedbacks, but nobody's ever been like you fucking trash. Don't even do this. <laughs> and then my first show was June 2nd, 2012, hit the stage and it's on camera to this day. And literally the. They sang my chorus, my guy. Nobody heard the song before. And by the end of one, they're literally syncing the hook with me. I mean, I don't, it's never happened again, but you taste some shit like that and it's opiates in your fucking system. You need Boom, it. You need yeah. it for the rest of your life. Yeah. So I got yeah. that on my first show and I'm like, that was my best show because I, you know, here's the thing about music. You care so much more when you start about the right things than later on in life when you start thinking. And I have to relearn how to fall in love with the shit. Right now I'm at that part where I'm trying to talk to 20 year olds to like, remember. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That's where I'm at now. I'm jaded like a motherfucker. I feel you, man, I feel you. It's not easy. Like, it's not easy for rappers either. Like, like what? It's not easy to be a musician. But I can't even imagine what it's like to be a rapper trying to just make it in the rap game. It's you know like what? I've it, seen musicians talk tough, about man. it. It's tough. We had the same fucking life, my guy. In oh, fact, sure. I think it's easier to be a rapper, and you have the harder version, my guy. Maybe you have the we have the easiest fucking version. Of this I don't shit. know, but say that. Because the cost to produce my song is like a tenth of the. You, I don't ever have to pay for a fucking drummer. Okay, think about the price of recording your drummer. All right? Uh -huh. That's an album for me. Okay. So Do you see the difference? So tell like, me. I have so much more buying power than you in this game is the truth of the matter because I, I don't have to deal with live instruments. Ouch, that hurts, says the drummer. Well, no. listen, every my sound engineer is a drummer. Straight up. That's why I fucks with him. He goes on tour and people pay him to drum, so I know he's fucking good. But like... Even he's like straight up, my guy. It's like that's what is half the fucking album budget is drums. Okay. Is for most people. Not all people. I've never been in a band, but I've talked to enough people in bands that are not drummers who have told me flat out that's the case. Okay. So I, I get what you're saying. 
I get what you're saying. You don't have to pay a drummer. You can you can pretty much if you can produce your own shit and you can and you can actually just teach yourself to do it all in house. It's literally you can just put it all out yourself. Yeah, but, I don't have to pay for studio time again. Okay, but when how does that transfer in monetization? How does that transfer? Okay, so like in a weekend, yeah, I can down the line. But we but, can get to that. But but, but I'm like, saying, hold on, like, give me a second. Just one second here. I can go out in a weekend and make like you know eight hundred dollars just gigging. I don't know one rapper who who isn't like has a name and doesn't have like a following that can go out and gig in a weekend who's making eight hundred dollars and paying their bills like that. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's I, a geography lottery to this shit, unfortunately, well, yeah, because a lot of our that. cities don't have the ecosystems. Right. But then people like me are building that in places like where I'm at, and right. I promise we'll have motherfuckers making that gig money. But the truth is, there's a lot of racism. And that's the answer to your question. Where the fuck is the rich people willing to look at hip hop like a legitimate art form the way that they would book oh, a band? I'm with you there. Why are there I'm systemic there. fucking... Do you know that Montreal has banned hip hop in live performances <laughs> on at least six occasions what? since I've been an adult over some dumb shit? Over well, some fucking racist dumb shit? I, I've, so been, like there. You come, I've been there. So Not like, that's the answer to your question. So in regards that we're facing... no, Okay, even if you go to Montreal, the French side of my city has a lot of grant money. So they're fucking popping off like you. These rappers are making that money. Mm. Any city that has like an ecosystem is that. Wherever the focus of your ecosystem is. Yeah. It's the same fucking business model, my guy. They get paid $500 to party the way you get paid to show up. Mm. So like, what's the difference? It's just where is the audience? Where is the interest sphere? Where is the, the crowd? So you're right. In your place, maybe in other regions, the rap ecosystem of people, the audience willing to support that versus other music genres hasn't achieved a place where it's worth it. But how the fuck are we ever going to get there? You know, that's where we're really at now. But that all leads into Twitch and all the other shit that we're doing today where it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, we get to go past gatekeepers now because that's it. It's always been, yo, rock went through the same shit. Punk went through the same shit. All the genres that are thriving today had this part of their journey that hip hop is facing in a more mainstream way. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you, man. I, I and I mean, but when you look yes, at the most, we do a, hold on, we do a live fucking cipher uh, right now. We're on our fourth week. We've done it just to respond to Rev. Hmm. Uh, basically, we're doing freestyles. I I can rap on beat right now at OBS. I, if if COVID wasn't here, I would be throwing concerts out of my fucking apartment. But it's illegal because of fucking COVID. Okay, like so we got fucked up a bit there. But my guy, the future is the internet. Like live, I talk to kids, man. It's over. Live is a dead industry, and even you guitarists loving your Twitch experience and shit, you're part of the wave. You're never going back to the effort that and the cost and the losing equipment on theft and tours. And yo, I've been talking to musicians for the last fucking decade, right? Like about everything. It's not. It's like there's so much risk aversion with the internet and you know what's crazy people don't actually crave that in real life shit artists crave that in real life shit oh I the don't audience know. i don't know about, doesn't crave that i don't know if i can agree with you all the way because andy brothers for, for example andy brothers right here are uh they they stream on twitch they're fantastic they're great talent and they're also gigging their asses off again. So I, I think that live music and people, and, and I've gigged a couple times and, and people really do want that. I don't think it's dead, but I do think that the the like, streaming and online all, market is exploded and there's no ignoring that now. Like I go to work, right? Mm -hmm. In my day, middle class, middle management office life, talking to the regulars. Mm -hmm. So half my life is spent with people who are not connected to the industry in any way. Yeah. And I get this data pool of something in the ballpark of 2,000 
plus fans, regular people, not in the scene that I've talked to over the last eight and a half, nine years. Mm. And they don't sound a damn thing like the artists, which is funny, right? Like artists preach at me all this shit, but you know what a 40 year old is going to actually do when it comes to live shows for the most part, for the most part, they're not everyone. They're going to go to three shows a year from nostalgia bands and drop $500 on a fucking stadium event three times a year because that's what they want to do. They want to go see some 1980s band like fucking Iron Maiden roll through. (laughs) These people aren't actually at the fucking venues. So pretty much most of the population is ignored by musicians in their efforts to basically go to live events. It it is hard to do live stuff. Well, even especially if you don't have any kind of notoriety, it is hard to sort of get people to come out for original music. Now, when I'm talking about the Andy brothers, who who have a great hybrid model and that they've been loving, uh, which uh, mad respect for that. Uh, but but what they're doing is they're playing other people's music, and and mm. and they're all, I'm sure they're playing some originals and stuff. That too. Yeah, it's but, fucking but crazy it's you brought that up. Cover it's cover music. So so My gosh. Uh, on one on one side there is a market for this live music but it's to entertain drunks who are or or entertain families who are out to dinner after a long week of work you know like you're not you're not let me let me put it to you like this eight hundred dollars doesn't sound sexy to me for a week (laughs) no but for a regular working musician like but no but but compare that to like my tours and my peoples and shit like we're we're gotta be talking more like ten thousand dollar weekends I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying, but I'm saying on a on a on a working class level, just trying to get mm. by. It, rather uh. than me working at a cubicle or working in the factory, I would totally be. I'm totally down to play for people That's who don't. So interesting you that you say that too. I, I'd rather I am be not making working a, class, right? Mm-hmm. I am straight up middle class, even by U.S. standards. I'm lower middle class. Yeah, my like I don't struggle. I have paid my bills successfully without stress for like a decade plus. I've been at the same job for over 10 years. I've been promoted. I've been sent to Pakistan on their dime. Um, I don't know that version of work. I know the version of work that has me with um, three employees uh, coming to my team as of next week that I'm responsible for their success. I know the version of work where I sit there and I Google and I learn about web marketing and how to social media better and create courses for people. Like, yo, my job's dope. Like, I don't (laughs) even think I'd want to quit my job. Plus, I get paid enough to pay people to help me achieve my goals. And I'm going, yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. But like where my life is at, it's too small scale for what my goals are. Of course, but that's you, and 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 that and that works for you. But like you know, I'm not. You a also asked gal. about hip hop. We can't do covers. We can't do some of this shit. My life is more right. akin to what rappers are gonna have to deal with. And in terms of marketing and shit, like yo, there's a whole bunch of people that can do shows, but like, I mean. They're not getting paid in my city, I guess. And when we talk about like living off of music, maybe you're right. Maybe in your genre, it's mad simple to get paid. I don't know. I actually was thinking about covers. I'm like, yo, if rappers would be more willing, and this is a willing to do cover songs, they don't. Uh, I did this thing called hip hop karaoke for like a long time and it got me crazy exposure. And I ended up playing Just for Laughs at Montreal doing Rap God. So I performed Rap God. Nice. But that's Eminem's song, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going, yeah, you can say what the fuck you want. I performed Rap God and killed it on fucking Just for Laughs. Dude, that's fucking dope. That's a huge festival. That's a huge comedy festival. It's but I can tell you, like, 
in hip hop, it's like, yo, straight up, you're going to be an entrepreneur. I think in music, the way things are going, it's all shifting. Like album sales don't really matter to mm. most. Like if you're looking at, at an economic level and we're talking about this just as a raw business, mm. what is the best way to maximize your revenue? Cutting out all ego and desires. It's not the same conversation as what I want and what you want. Okay. Right. It changes because I make more money on Patreon than most people do over the last three years. Most people, you might be doing well, but most people are not doing well. Right. Most people are actually just losing money, bleeding money, and not making any money on music. So just because some people have, you're a paid musician, my guy, dude, I'm jealous you said those words. Hmm. That's how fucking hard it is for most of us to even get gigs. Yeah. Well, I feel you. You know? Well, yeah, but so it, like, there's a big difference. We're gonna... But there's a big difference between someone who comes up with rhyme schemes and someone who can play brown eyed girl real nah, pretty man. on the guitar. Most and people stuff. And like, but like, you got to consider it. Guys like you are holding all the paid gigs while the kids don't have the same opportunities for well, the most part. The problem is, is that there's not enough opportunities for local, for, for, for uh, original music in my town. Now, that's not every town, but there's no, not enough. Uh, right. It is. It is. Every most town. of the opportunity. To to, right. And, and I agree with you because I came from a really popping city, San Diego which wasn't always popping for music but in the last 10 years that i was there it was popping so like but but still the main gig there was cover bands original music anywhere has a hard time thriving if there's not a, a scene so that all supports of my it. business model shit is specifically for how to get your music that you own the masters to into a place of monetization and profit so you're right about a lot of other things but if you want to play a game where you're selling your own shit and you're building a brand that right. fucks with you that isn't just based on covers, then right. all the things I'm saying are a different universe because now you're an entrepreneur right. growing a brand. Like that's I, literally my day job. I agree with you. I'm just saying when it comes like, to making money and stuff, I, I, I feel for rappers in the sense that it's harder to make money uh, and, and be successful and, nah, and nah, success like, is measured you, in different you ways. Understand. Different... These guys are so innovative. In fact, I most agree. of these dudes know how to make but money. That's not everybody though. But it's just that you don't see a thing on the books. Right. And that's where it gets weird. So there's so much money that got made in hip hop that nobody has ever heard of because it was off the record mixtape sales out trunks. I know people who made real money literally selling mixtapes out the fucking trunk of their car. Yeah. This isn't like a hyperbolic thing and shit. Now in the current era with TikTok and shit and merch sales and all of this, man, people are fucking set. If anything, rappers are about to be able to leverage so many things with low tech, low threshold access things over the next while that like, yo, I'm not even feeling for them at all. I actually go, bands, man, how are they going to thrive in this next era? That's yeah. my question is, you, but then I watched your show and I started following music streamers and I said, oh, bands are fucking fine. They're set for, they're going to have as much fun as we are. Everyone's set for this new world. It's dope. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I watched mean, that girl last week you were talking to and I heard her stories and I'm like, yo, the future definitely looks brighter. Who are you talking about? Wonder? Uh, some lady you spoke to last week, uh, who told some remember. stories about some stuff she went through in the music industry, where if you're far away over computers, it's a lot harder to have happen at mm. all. Yeah. It creates safe spaces that are in oh, the control yeah. of the creators and it changes economic thresholds in such huge ways where it's like, I don't know. I, I see a lot of things changing just mm. in general. Like, I, do too. I don't know if you've noticed it, but everything is subscription now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even even yeah, even here it's like sub. Everybody sub, so I can sub. Yeah, but yeah, I get that, it. That means you have thirty five paying fucking people that I are agree. subscribing Super to grateful. you. Yeah, that's insane. Think about that. Oh, I know. It's that insanity means, to me. There's no way that it is far more economic 
to pursue live gigs when you can pursue paying subscribers because you're that dope. Well, I, I don't know if I'm that dope, but <laughs> you're not dope, my <laughs> I'm guy. Just fucking around. I, I appreciate it, and I do appreciate people subbing. Do you hear your beats, my guy? I'm sorry. Do you hear what you fucking create? Do you hear your musical talent? Were you just busting up instruments on the fly? All the fucking dope shit you do. I wouldn't know any of this if you weren't here on Twitch. Hey, well, you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to educate everybody. Uh, uh, so so Rev Rev said, what, what's the best way forward? And uh, and uh, and I, I want you to handle this, but I, I I agree with you in the fact in the fact that now that there's this model that's there's no ignoring this online streaming platform. There's more streaming platforms popping up every fucking day. You know, like this is not going away. And people no. do, did realize, and musicians do realize because I talk to a lot of streamers, and they're like that come from the IRL gigging world, and they're like. I am not lugging another fucking amp up a flight of stairs in January in fucking Detroit. You know, fuck that. When I can do the same shit and not only do it, but do it with with be able to achieve clarity and, and the ambiance that you desire, like to be able to project exactly what you want to sound like, what you want people to see. When you're in a bar playing for people who don't give a shit and they worked a whole long week of doing the same thing at the factory and they just want to get away and watch the game and fucking drink a beer and 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 you're just playing your heart out and, and they're talking to their friend they're laughing and yelling no one gives a fuck about you up there and all that work that you put into like providing this good sound it all gets lost on people fucking you know, barfing on their penis so it's it, it, you're it, doing a 15 minute set let's say for me in my world because you think right. i'm getting more than 15 fucking minutes I got to go show love. I got to watch the whole fucking show. And I, I might love the idea of watching live music, mm. but I'm 33 with a full-time job yeah. and a whole side hustle. Exactly. I don't know in what universe you think I want to be at a bar to like one in the morning anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I don't that isn't either, a sustainable man. way for me to live. Right. We get older. We get more mature about things. We don't, we don't, we're not so much. It, it's a young man's game. It's a young man's game. Like the Andy brothers, that's a, it's a young man's you. game. <laughs> But but I'm gonna have to say that a lot has changed on the young man's game. Yo, dude, you don't understand. Like I've spent years thinking about specifically what we're discussing in this conversation because of selfish interest. How the fuck mm -hmm. am I gonna sell my records in the future? Yeah. Right? So I've been on this shit, like, yo, all this like good, internet man. shit. Like I started this journey. I started pre yo, I bought a VR set before COVID. Yo, because I was like sitting there going, nah, this is the future. If you check my channel, you'll see in April, I had this music video of VR. I bought that shit to start trying to plan VR shows, but people didn't like fuck with me with mm -hmm. that. I, I found out real. I was preaching work from home in 2019. Like, yo, because I got one day a week I was working from home at that time. And I was losing so much time to traffic that right. I'm like, this is not economic anymore. I cannot pursue my dreams properly going to the office place. So the biggest gift that was given to me, and I know this is a callous thing to say, was work from home. I was able to elevate my entire life because I don't have to go to the office place and I don't have to be around people and I don't have to like, yo, there's an emotional energy that goes around coffee talk, right? Like there's an emotional energy that comes with having to smile for your colleagues all day that you don't have to expend if nobody can see you is all I'm trying to say. Whoops. Yeah. Um, but yo, if we talk about like the future, right? So mm -hmm. I watched the bar scene get complicated. Like, yo, listen, in my city, like it's Montreal. Like what about the fact that the city's competing with us and they got good tourism 
that's some shit that in my city is a real thing. So now you have Jazz Fest for two weeks. Yo, you know how hard it is to get somebody to go to your show during Jazz Fest, the <laughs> International Jazz Fest, right. or fucking Just for Laughs, or fucking this one or that one. And there's just so much shit happening. We're a big city. Real bands come through. Right. So like, on top of that, there's thriving genres in our subculture. Like, yo, metal does, does all right. Rock does all right. Jazz does fucking really all right. Uh, it's like other genres struggle more, you know? Like, it's just kind of how it is in every city. But when I looked at it, I said, yo, I got to think about how I can make $200,000 a year. Because, like, I started looking at shit. Like, people don't know that these singles that labels push cost $4.5 million to push a single single to other places so that's why pop music sucks they can't afford to take risks they used right. to spend fifty thousand dollars now it's four and a half million yo you don't think the same when a single is four and a half million fucking dollars you no. just need to recoup that that's why the movies is like they is did you know the difference between double a AA and triple a games is not dev budget it's marketing budget uh, no <laughs> i didn't know that so like when you start following dollars and shit, you're like, okay, so the fact is the big boys decided this is how much it costs. Like people go and pay Facebook ads, but don't realize my day job company is putting up a Facebook ad budget competing with you for the same ad space. Like you think $2,000 a month counts? Like my guy, you better have a good <laughs> funnel in place. Right. So I started calculating costs, the yo, distribution of fucking physical shits, like even merch. It's like, yo, do I put another fucking thing on a shirt? Like, yo, do I need, how am I going to sell that shirt? I'm not a salesman. Like, that's not what I do. I can sell ideas. I'm a marketer. So I'm good at marketing. So a lot, then I realized through my day job a lot about content marketing. You know what? So content marketing is a field that everybody in music should study more and they would make more money. That's the truth of the matter. I agree with you there. But I've actually taken the courses at this point and I've had to do this for my day job because I can't talk too much about it. I got in trouble once recently, but let's say that it was complicated to find interesting ways to make our products compelling. Mm -hmm. because uh, one of the products happens to be a PDF editor and it's doable. There's actually a lot of interesting in the world of PDFs and if people use PDFs more, they would save time and money and shit. Now they're not going to get mad at me. Um, but like, it, and that's not a lie. I believe that because I spent that much time. But then you go to music and it's like our issue is saturation and interest. People think songs are interesting, but people support artists they find interesting. So like, yo, everybody just needs to realize that influencers are the future. You are an influencer. We used to just call them thought leaders and experts. And we rebranded the idea to an influencer and acted snobby about it. But it's the same fucking thing. You're a person who impacts culture in some way. That's what every musician on earth is trying to be. Okay. Like if you're not like, I don't fully believe you in some way or another, in my opinion, you might be that really humble dude that does it as a hobby. But if you're doing this as a profession in your heart and soul, you want a wiki page like the rest of us do. Right. right. You want to make an impact. You want your music, your songs, your words to make people feel things and you want to get paid for it and you want to do that. Like we start, like we get into this because we want those big grand things that come along with the success of, 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 of art. But as you go but through- But now we're talking about growing a business mm -hmm. because that's what we're trying to right. do in this right. capitalist system that we're all ingratiated in. So you have a bunch of anti-capitalists that kind of like don't like web marketing that are basically now going to have to embrace web marketing because the whole world is. I was having a conversation about fast fashion with my girlfriend today. And uh, basically because of H&M, the entire fashion industry has to embrace fast fashion. And what's it's fast fashion? Like what, That's that like, yo, we make new fucking- 
clothing lines in two weeks and ship it out. Mm. So it's always fresh. It's always yeah. new. Okay. And you're seeing it in music. You're seeing it all over, right? right? But the fact is, even the legacy brands, the people that have been around with established audiences for 20, 30 years had to adopt this new business model or go out of business. Right. Music, the influencer subscription model is the most profitable thing you can pursue. And therefore, all the young people are going to achieve this. And those that <laughs> adopt this level of thinking are going to have better financing. If I have more money than you in the game of music, I can buy better shit to get more attention. Listen, the day we can put money into Google ads is the day we really hit that next level. But we both yeah. know that's a real budget that none of us want to take on. <laughs> but we both so know that it's the day we can do that that we can hit that next level yeah. that somebody wants to buy us out, which is really our move. If we're doing this right as a complex or somebody shows up and goes, yo, I'll give you like $200,000 a year to just do what you do. Yeah. That's the real moves in this shit, right? Cause yo, that's how the tech industry is structured. And then you'll notice gaming followed suits. And then you'll notice commodity goods are subscription boxes. And yeah. so if everything is moving in that, and literally now we're doing it, you and I are both at chasing subscribers in the heart of our hearts as a monetization moves. And then you got to look at it like what we have to become is an influencer YouTuber life. YouTubers told us the way. The model exists. You're a YouTuber now. Yeah. It's just that you don't, you're not on YouTube per se and you're not doing what they're doing, but you're literally doing how they make money. So now you get brand deals as you get more web traffic. You, you need like 15 web sources though. That's where like I think yeah. a lot of people fail. They go, I need the most best web revenue source i'm like nah my guy i'll take 20 there yep. and 30 there yep. and 50 there yep. and 12 there and there. so yo like as much as i love what like i don't like the ratio of ad payouts to youtube versus twitch because twitch is a lot sexier and youtube makes me go i don't think you like me as much no but then like and, and tiktok's is worse tiktok takes 75 percent, my guy yeah i didn't even know you get but paid it, off of that that's how yeah, far behind a thousand followers but like wow. the truth is nice. if i'm everywhere getting everything in small amounts my net is a lot higher right. at the end of a year and right. when you stack it with the residual impact of how this content exists forever whereas the live gig is a one-off so right. you're right at a static level that right. kind of version is like boom 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 but you're also kind of like stuck in a diminishing return market exactly whereas my shit in this revenue as a service market ignores all the conventional rules of how we feel. And I'll get, I'm going to follow it up with a big point after that is going to force us to feel old and rethink <laughs> things a little bit if we want to succeed. Um, but like, as you get more subscribers, yo, like, listen, I have some on Patreon. I have some on Twitch. That's cool. Then there's AdSense. Then there's fucking Twitch money. Then there's fucking, I got sponsored for a quick minute on Podbeam. I made a dollar. It wasn't <laughs> like I made money there. But you start going, what about when the merch store is ready and I have cool shit there? And then what about when I can just go do this live again and bring it on tour? Mm -hmm. Plus I'm streaming it live. Plus all the, you know, like, because we made all that money, we can produce a higher quality thing. So this shit starts to pay for itself more and more over time. Our costs, like, yo, listen, on a hardware gear front, like, what the fuck else do I need, man? I have everything I need to be me in this game. Maybe you need some extra shit as a musician, man, but you seem to have your shit set up. Yeah. Maybe, a, okay, a headphones, like, whatever. That's a, that's a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're in a place where our costs don't change now. Nobody's going to really, I mean, shit can happen, but all we can do is gain more based on time. We can put more work into this and get like tangible results out of building an online equity, keeping in mind that time frame.
So we're deep into this. We're getting cooler numbers today on a money front than save me coming into it. But if you're just willing to admit that it takes seven to 10 years for anybody to do this online game as much as anything else, and maybe you can shave that off with your years of experience and talent, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, and then you just focus on subscribers, not like YouTube subscribers, but people who pay to subscribe slash support you. And then, yo, Ismail's opinion matters more than a lot of other people's because Ismail's a patron. Mm. And Ismail, therefore, has proven with the democratic power of his dollar that he fucks with me. And that's <laughs> worth way more to me than somebody clicking on a video. Nah, that's like real shit. I looked at his total the other day and I'm like, I've never given anybody that much money to support them. Wow. And that hit my heart and soul so deeply when I thought about the ethereal nature of what that means. And I'm like, so all I need is a thousand Ismails and I'm set for life. That seems like a lot easier to obtain than anything else in the world if you look at it from that point of view. No, you're you're right, and there's that idea that you find your like your your what was that like you find your thousand super fans who are willing to support you and willing to buy your albums, which I feel like Twitch is one of those platforms that sort of um, create that that creates that community of people who are there to see you and who want to hear your original music and they they champion you go into the music studio and it's like I I really I really agree with what you said about on a static level gigging is something you can do to make money but how many people are out there uh, uh, making it big from from playing the bar circuit and and you know getting on whatever they call success you know getting on MTV you you know that used to be the thing or getting on the cover mm. of rolling stone magazine just or, to, you know it's, to touch on that please. real quick there are people who love that life and that's what they want to do and right. no disrespect to them i'm talking about people who want to build like real paying careers off of right. their original content Right. But like you said, we all start with this idea that we want the big house. We want that kind of attention. We, we're chasing that. So so if you're trying to get there, which I am, I, I want the big house, but I don't want that attention that comes with the big house. That, that wanna, sounds horrible. I just want a reasonably sized house. Yeah. I just want I just want to be able to go out to dinner and not worry about how much shit costs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to have a good time. And that, that's it. That's yeah. it. I don't, but I, I used to want a much bigger house and I used to want yeah, a Yeah. Big houses are overrated. Mean, you have to shit. clean that shit it's it's too much to clean i don't uh, like cleaning i told my stuff. girlfriend i don't want to buy a house until we can afford people to clean the house <laughs> there you go and i feel you and when i say big house i'm just saying you know the luxury and, and comfortability and and i don't yeah. necessarily mean a, a, a big giant mansion because that sounds awful i don't want to clean a big giant mansion but, no, but i mean if i can have if i can afford because you gotta understand if i'm given a mansion it's not a place to live anymore there is a wing that is a place to live and the rest <laughs> of that shit is a content generating fucking machine like youtubers they're yeah. fucking smart with that shit right. they collaborate better they create these small cult like communities they rent mansions together because they're just fucking good over themselves and uh they have like 10 people to a house all in this content mission organized squads of people and they're able to collect real investor money because it's a proven business model yeah. i'm like that sounds just doper than like you can literally build the bar in your house yeah if you really want that shit absolutely and like yeah, you know, like community is a fucking fascinating thing too because that's one of those things that i find weird is, is how people get to community you know mm -hmm. like i think why the internet's gonna work is because none of us are rich enough to pay for that live scene the way it's supposed to be done right i don't know about yeah. where you're from yeah. but in my opinion a lot of the live scene feels bootleg if it's not paid for by the government Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks, Rev, for adding to the reverse Mohawk community stream. <laughs> God damn it.
such a stupid yeah i was sitting there with like 3500 points i'm like fuck shit fill that <laughs> oh up my God, holy shit 114 <laughs> fucking people just popped up yo this is a lit conversation my oh, guy shit. Holy what is fuck. up everybody what welcome welcome shit. welcome you know what i won't i won't do that to you guys welcome everybody thank you so much for rating danielle like, that's How a lot you. of people that are about to follow you my guy you gotta turn that off <laughs> I'll turn uh, right, the audio. How do how do you turn that off? Dude, 97 people. I've never seen that on my stream. Congratulations, <laughs> thank you my so dude. much. Daniel, thank you for those biddies. Wins. Thank you. Everybody, welcome to uh WSEG TV. Uh, my name is Mike. This is uh We Speak English Good. This is a podcast where sometimes Toffit. What's up, buddy? It's good to see you. Uh I'm sorry, hold on. What'd you say? That's nah, good, my guy. This is a what? huge win. You just got bits. Shout out Kamelkin for the fucking bits. Okay. And I think Kyberg threw bits. Where's my guy, beat? this Where's is a good moment for you. Let's revel in your fucking victory, my dude. No. You got a sub. My, my wife is talking to me bits. right now. So I'm sorry, everybody. For... That's all right. I'm ho- Yo, thank Where's you, fucking Rangel. Thank you, Zap Machu. Thank you, Daniel Allard. Thank you, Ed J, for gifting it. Thank you, Dunder Mafinity. Because, right yo, these are all the people contributing yeah, right now. Yo, thank you, all of y'all. That's some fucking mega awesome shit. Thank Shout you guys out so much. Well, we got a hype train. If you can follow him, that's dope. <laughs> we got a hype train going, everybody. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. You know what? There's a Check hype that train. Shit. There's a hype train. We're going to play the hype yo, this train is song, big everybody. wins, my guy. You got to do your thing. I respect that shit. Make your chat out, right, my guy. Since you guys are here, I'll play a song because Danielle is such a fantastic... Danielle, you are insanely talented, and I just love your stream. Uh, I-, I like to, like... Anyway, I'm, I'm not going to gush. Get it. I'm not going to gush. I'm going to play a song. This is for Danielle and um, for for all of our beautiful raiders who just came in. Uh, let me pull up the lyrics because I don't have... I'm not confident in the words. Hold on. Uh, give me a second. What, what? And I type terribly too. You good, my guy? But we, we are a music down. podcast, Listen, everybody. We We're crushing this shit. Look at that. Thank right. you, Raiders, yo. Y'all Thank are the best motherfuckers Appreciate in the it. world to me. And if that's offensive, my bad. I don't know how family-friendly y'all expect this to be. You know what? Danielle is a fellow Canadian, so... Yo, shout out Canada. What up? Oh, I'm from Montreal. Canada. Okay, here we go. This is for you, Danielle, and your beautiful community. Thank you guys so much for being here. I super duper appreciate the raid. Here we go. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the streets, tacos. All you can eat, lettuce and shells, cheese and meat. It's raining tacos. Yum, yum, yummity yum. It's like a dream. Yum, yum, yummity yum, more sour cream. It's raining taco. Ooh, tacos. Ooh, tacos. Ooh, it's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the streets, tacos. All you can eat, 
lettuce and shells, cheese and meat. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos, everybody. Thank you guys so much for that hype train for Yo, getting, getting me all hyped up. Love. You guys are in. You guys are. You guys are awesome. Oh golly. I'm like sitting here going, the fuck, man. That's so cool. Y'all are wonderful people. Is watching <laughs> this love come in like that? I don't care who it's Thanks, for. Love it. is love, man. It. When you see love it. like that, oh it makes gosh. me go, you know what doesn't happen at my live shows? That. Right. Exactly. Which we will get back to because because you can have an experience like this. When's the last time someone kicked the door open at your gig and like 114 of their friends came running in saying, Rawr! And no, everybody was there rocking amazing. with you. It started and following you on Facebook. You're excited at being interrupted. <laughs> right. That's the other part. Oh you're, you're like, yo, fuck that. I'm like, you know what? Shut my <laughs> fucking mouth. This is just dope, man. This is like, yo. Big ups to you for pulling any hype. That's not even your first hype train I've seen. Hold on. Big hold ups to you for being that amazing, my hold guy. Hold um, I, I got one more song for you guys because I feel like you guys got this thing going and um, I, Yo, I just- Make it rain. I just- Throw them pennies. Uh, I just feel like that I should give you more because you guys gave me so much just by being here. And um, let me- let this is going to be ridiculous, everybody. <laughs> this it, is a guy. song that I did. Let's see if I can remember how to do it. I'm like really nervous, so it's very... Uh, this might come out really weird. You know what? Let me do it in the original key, though. Because the original key is in F sharp, everyone. I know you guys. I know you care what your key originally was in. But it won't let me change. <laughs> why won't you let me change? Oh, that's the font. That's why. Gotta transpose. You got this. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Or die trying. No, I'm not gonna die trying. Okay, here like we go. I like how you added that like vocal effect in real time. Me, I'm appreciating that. That's real cool of you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through and thank everybody. By the way, uh, let me, let me do this song for you, and we'll go through. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait, let me just try it. That, that's not right. This is not right. Uh, sorry, everybody. It didn't sound wrong to me, though. It, I'm going to put that out there. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know why this is... Oh, that's why. try keep pushing me aside i can't break through there's no talking to you it's so sad that you're leaving time to believe it but after all that's said and done you're gonna be the lonely one do you believe in love after love I can finally feel something to say I 
really don't think you're strong enough. Oh. I got scroll down. Sorry, everybody. I can't Do help you it. You started playing that shit, and I'm like, I don't know. I just started singing and shit. <laughs> Sing with me, baby. I feel something inside me say. say. Really don't I think really you're strong think enough. Strong no. Enough. What am I supposed to do? Sit around and wait for you. Well, I can't do that. And there's no turning back. I need some time to move on. I need time, love to feel strong. Cause I've had time to think it through. And baby, maybe I'm too good for you. Do you believe in love after love? I feel something inside me say I really don't think you're strong enough for I believe in love after love I can feel something inside me say I really don't think you're strong enough Well, I know I can get through this Cause I know that I'm strong Oof. And I don't need you anymore 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 Do you believe in love after love? I can feel something inside me say I really don't think you're strong enough, no Do you believe in love but the love? I feel something inside me say I really don't think you're strong enough, oh Do you believe in love after love? Feel something inside me say, I really don't think you're strong enough. Holden, do you believe in love after love? I like that, so that's a real thing. But I also like share. You like share? Man, yo, pop is so good. I don't care what anyone says. I'm on this big pop cake right now. Who are you listening to right now? Heavy. Yo, a lot of Black Eyed Peas, LMFAO, um, that kind of shit for real is. Um, I don't know. Like, I was like, yo, because here's the okay, thing. Okay, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I yeah, know I just asked you a question. Thing, I just I'll just start talking. I'm so sorry. But uh, thank you so much, Toffit, for the go, go, goes. Um, if you guys don't know, this is a, a podcast, usually a, mu- a podcast stream. But we are doing a music stream on March 7th, Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And by the way, Danielle will be on this podcast on Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please come back and say hi. I'm gonna go through this really long list and thank you guys so much. Uh, again, I am not, oh here, let me give you guys back your, uh, your the sound uh, alerts. Raina had to come in and actually tell me how to do this because I'm half ridiculous. So uh, let, let, let's get through this. I, I um, oh my. Hey, thank you so much. Ishmael, Ishmael, thank you so much for that sub. I really appreciate it. You guys are amazing. I, I can't believe all this. Um, Kem, 
Kel... Oh, Whalen Arts, thank you so much. I can't believe you guys are subbing after seeing me sing Cher in such a terrible fashion. But we're gonna get... Kelbkun? Sorry, I'm saying you're gonna... Oh my god, you guys are killing me. Oh, jeez Louise. Okay, um, hold on, I got this. That's that's what you guys are doing to me. <laughs> it was the taco song. Poofy90, thank you guys so much. I don't know what happened. I mean, I feel like the hype train got stuck and, and my sub goal got stuck. I think you guys overwhelmed it. <laughs> Ryan Winford, thank you. Oh my god. Did someone gift sub a bunch of stuff or what 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 is going look, it's not even showing up on my thing anymore. Like it it's just how do I okay, let me go find my thing here. Maybe it's staying up. Okay. I think I can get it from this activity feed because I think my activity feed took a dump on me. So give me one second, folks. Okay, Ryan Winford, thank you so much for those 25 bits. <gasps> Kem Kuhn, thank you for that woo, whoever did the woo. <laughs> Maybe just give a big thank you and get back to the interview. I think everyone will understand. Um, I, I, I think so too, but I, I really do want to thank everybody. Oh, Reyna, thank you for giving out uh, five subs. I see what happened there. Uh, Chemcon, thank you for the 100 bits. Danielle, thank you for the 100 bits. Mighty Mighty, thank you for the bits. Uh, Drumface James, thank you for the follow. Reyna Mystique, more bits. Tavit! 21 bits, thank you so much. You guys just keep bidding, oh my god. Yeah, the hype train's broken. We, we, sh we should probably just stop trying. <laughs> the hype train got mad at us. Um, let's see, uh, we Sajeti, we, I'm sorry i saying that terribly, but thank you for subscribing with that Prime. Oh my god, thank you so much. Mighty Mighty, the bits, Jazz, Jazz, thank you so much for that Prime as well. Oh my god, you guys with these Primes, I appreciate those Primes. Uh, Jazz again followed Mr. P17. Thank you for the follow. Uh, one Ron. Oh my god, 500 bits. <sighs> okay, uh, uh, Danielle with more bits. Danielle with more bits. Bonnie with bits. Mighty Mighty Danielle. Matt, thank you for that follow. Uh, Debaser Drunks, thank you so much for that follow. Adja. Uh, thank you for that one month sub gift sub to Danielle. Thank you so much. And uh, Dunder Mifflin Infinity, or yeah, Dunder Mifflin Infinity. <laughs> thank you for that gifted sub to Together Six and uh, that hype train. Oh my God, it keeps going. Martin Nicholas, thank you for the follow. Weeza Jetty, thank you for the follow. Okay, uh, Agnute, thank you for the follow. Whalen Arts followed, and I saw you subbed earlier. I, I don't know if I said thank you. Abby Ruth followed. Siddles, thank you so much for the follow. Kemlin, I don't know how to say your name. Melkin, I don't, <laughs> I'm not gonna try. Uh, thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then Danielle rated us. So, woo, <laughs> that was a lot. Uh, thank you guys again. Um, so what were we talking about, Holden? <laughs> I don't know. The general <laughs> conversation is why you should forget about live shows. It's oh the yeah, that's okay. So you guys might like this because, uh, well, you guys would like this because we were talking about <laughs> well, how it's like, the there's a dying. Uh, well, Holden believes that the live show is kind of going to an end. It's going to go niche. The live show in bars is okay. over. That shit's dead because bars are just kind of in a bad place. Like yo, straight up. Oh, I don't know about your city, but everything just kind of closed in my city. Yes. So it's a weird thing. So who's going to buy all this shit? Rich people. You think rich people buying property is going to be helpful to people down the line? Nah, big no. Right. So that's just the facts of the situation. 
Um, and maybe it's not the facts of your situation. It's the facts of my local situation of Montreal right. and shit. And uh, we have a couple of tycoons who are going to buy all these fucking bars and fuck shit up. I promise. But I talk to people too, like you do. And I started investigating youth culture because I'm 33 and I know that I don't know how to do all the cool things anymore. Um, so I talked to the 17 year old. And this guy has never done a live show in his fucking life because he's 17 and he's in school. He's done like a talent show type thing. I like that's all it's there. Um, but he's been dropping tracks and he's been collaborating with peeps and he's been doing his thing and he's got more monthly followers than me in such a significant way that I need to shut the fuck up and listen because he's doing <laughs> shit right. And we talked. Mm. And here's the thing. When we talk about the live show, we're thinking about a thing that we have nostalgic connection to that this kid does not. What about all the other kids that are popping off right now? I know we're going to get back to that, but this is part of why I think subscription models matter. Because we're relying on this old school model that relies heavily on live show touring for sales to get there. So part of why I don't believe in that model to get back to the reasons why I believe that is, you know, it's part of the conversation to me. Mm. Um, but like, uh, you're, you're in this point now where y you have all these people that are going to innovate new rev streams. So like, they're just going to build entire careers without touring in ways that we understand it. And it's going to happen because they don't have a choice. What are they going to do for two years is the live scene. They're projecting the local low-end live scenes aren't coming back for like two or three years for a lot of our cities. We're in curfew. I can't leave my apartment past eight o'clock risking a $2,000 ticket or some what? shit. What? Are you saying? Wait, wait. You're still in curfew? In Montreal. And, and you'll still. get a $2,000 ticket if you If, if you're we caught. leave after 8 p.m. without a good reason. Whoa. As in you're employed. So, I mean, people can talk about a lot of things, but, you know, New York only recently let their bars let people back yeah. inside again. You know, like, yo, this is irreparable damage that right. nobody knows about, right? Well, irreparable no one's, no changes one's, no have happened because no people have been forced it. to innovate. No one's acknowledging Sorry? it. I don't think anybody's acknowledging it. I, I think that people are, are starting <sighs> to understand, but no one's acknowledging it and they're living in this fantasy land like things are just going to go right back to normal and I think that's where the, the misconception is that I don't think that there is a normal waiting for us I think that well, there's we printed a lot of money but I don't think like it was even working for a lot of us I you know? don't know that many people that didn't have a job everyone you're not winning you were alright nobody was like winning winning right. people weren't like comfy yeah. so like that model wasn't working it was weird. There was so much weird about that model that like I wasn't enthralled by it. I already was trying to work around that model because it felt funny to me. The yeah. whole thing about it, all the rules and things that like felt archaic or like you even go, you know, I don't know how much you've delved into music history or the music industry or the financials or how things work or all of that. But yo, you start going down these rabbit holes and it's like fucking whack shit, man. Anyway. So I don't, I want to make it clear that I don't think live shows are going away because when I say this, people might get that impression. Uh, that's not true. There will be live events for the rest of forever. It'll just be premium niche experiences and festivals will become like the mainstream norm. So I suppose if you're good on a festival circuit, you can make hella fucking money on this shit forever. If you can be, but yo, that means there's limited spots. It means only the best though. That means so many things were for like, your average person trying to break through is not like super uh, practical. Yo, theaters are in a bad place. Reina is, Reina is spot on with that shit. Yeah, theaters are it's closing like crazy. Theaters are closing like crazy. Because 
um, but yo, when it comes to subscription models, it's just like you don't have to leave your apartment. It's kind of like what all the YouTubers selling you quick rich schemes are kind of like selling you. But if you cut out the quick part and just say it's get rich over a very long period of time marketing practices, that is kind of apt. And if you're willing to put that time into cultivating your fans and, and whatnot and like treat it like a business, do market research. Yo, like these kids are dropping shit. Like they'll put up four snippets of a track and go, yo, which one do you like best? That's the one that goes out. And then people care because they felt like they were involved in stuff. Right. So like I tried some shit the other day. I wrote a song on a stream. It was dope. Ismail was telling me I was too aggressive. I stopped <laughs> being as aggressive. Yeah. It was dope. Right. It was cool. I was like, Yo, I'm not even nervous at all. I mean, I'm not. I just did it. It was actually really nice. It was like, wow, people are like caring about it at this phase. Imagine like at the next phase when it comes out and it's a polished song. And then they have those memories of watching me type the words up on the screen because right. I'm a typer. Right. <clears throat> and like these experiences just sound wonderful. And I keep thinking of wonderful experiences I can have with people who want to be there. Uh, oh, Ismail wants to know what the experience was. Uh, Will you, re you repeat were, the experience? You were telling me that my track was aggressive, where my delivery was aggressive on stream when I was recording and writing and shit. And like, I felt it was a wonderful experience as far as a songwriting and recording session broadcasted live to the internet was. People hit me up after like, that was so cool. It's so interesting. Oh, will you repeat the experience? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's you know, man, my, my life's, I'm trying to run a business and I have to think about the losses I'm taking financially as I make my choices as maximum revenue and the, like interview always top priority music interviews are getting buzzed, man. It's like, I can't like, I want this. All I want to do is go live and write music and do all the things I want to do, but like, I'm not there. So I have to like, listen, if I have to sack a year and like, I only get to do it six times, fine. I'm going to have the rest of my life to pursue it properly. But like, all I want to do, man. I'm even thinking about it. Like, honestly, I was going to go live tomorrow morning and write music. And then I found out Yellow Wolf dropped an album. And I'm like, shit, I should probably record that review. Because I'll <laughs> actually get more equity off of that. And mm. it's the better business decision. Yeah. Even though I don't want to do that. It is not at all how I want to spend my morning tomorrow. But, like, I actually kind of do want to hear the album. And it's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. So, like, then you have to make the opportunity cost of shit. But the fact is, if I can get to that place where the revenue streams off of this internet shit stack up to enough money to compensate what the fuck I'm getting at work to like a 66% or whatever, the safe number is plus X in the bank, you know, all the rules that you're supposed to have to quit your job. Well, then I can double my content output, which in theory should double my revenue on this shit really fucking fast, right? If you're able to just all of a sudden do twice as much to this shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so I'm looking at it like, it's really just if you if you can build this system where you have the team, you're gonna need a team for this shit. You have your 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 wife, I think, is involved. I think it's your wife mm -hmm. is involved in this shit. She's I see her there. She fucking holds it down, giving you some coaching advice on the side and shit. Love it. That's beautiful. It reminds me of my lady who's involved heavy. Um, like and then we all kind of go through phases and shit. But at the end of the day, Ismail's fucking with me more than he's fucking with any individual piece of content. And I think that as a, a, a way to look at it, that we're not looking at it. Like we're interesting more than our songs are interesting. Mm. And you talk to people and they commodify it to like, yo, I sell music. I'm like, nah, dog, you're an artist. You create music. Music is an advertising platform to you as being interesting, my guy. And they don't see it like that. Oh, I'm so boring. I'm so bashful. I'm so humble. Right. I'm like, what? 
I mean, are you? You're a fucking songwriter. You're putting out music. That's fucking interesting. And then like people don't really want to make them. I'm like, yo, let's play Among Us and talk about regular shit. Nah, my guy. I gotta talk about rapidity, rap, rap, rapid. Rap. I'm like, yo, motherfuckers play Among Us. Why can't we play Among Us too and talk about regular shit and show them that we're fucking people with broad spectrums of interest and shit? Yeah. And then I started, I, yo, I post the most ridiculous shit on Facebook. All I do is try to think of the most regular shit I can think about and post it. And the more I, I vary it and I keep it random and so like unrelated to like music entirely, people are more invested in it. So when I do sneak in that, yo, check out a song. Actually, like, get a couple. Yo, shout out Ismail for reading them all. Fucking Ismail is a, Ismail's the realest one ever, right? Ismail's a G. Ismail checked out the fucking man's interview and bought the man's album one time. And I'm like, yo, Ismail's the... Everyone talks about how there are no real fans. I'm like, you have not met Ismail. Okay, this guy's the realest fucking fan in the world. Like, it's, if, like, do you talk about the real metrics of rapper? Like, being real, real? Ismail is the realest as far as fans go. He exists. So, so I think other Ismails. sort of disseminate what you're saying is that you, you see the future as a subscription base where as artists, we're going to be selling more of our personality and music, uh, but even more of your personality as an influencer. All of it's more. your personality. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, but it was always like that. Yo, look at Fall Out Boy. They were nothing until Pete was fucking the Peyton chick on uh, One Tree Hill. <laughs> They were nothing until that. And then he's doing gossip channel bullshits and all kinds of sellout moves. And now we're all Fall Out Boy fans. But like people don't want to admit that that's how the game all Tupac did movies. Mm-hmm. You'll pick a person. They were always bigger than the fucking rap when they're that level. Like there's no such thing as a person above the age of 30 that just does music that just like superstars or whatever. You got to be like fucking interesting. And when you're in your 30s, at least interesting is a lot harder than when you're 21. Because you're expected to be more. Well, I think I think that I think that interesting after thirty. I think that people tend to get more interesting as they sort of age. I think it's really interesting. I talk to a lot of young young artists, and I think artists have a step up on all that. But but I feel like at a certain point when I'm talking to really young young kids, there's certain barriers that I'm just not going to be able to connect with them on. You know, there's certain, there's just life experiences that just mm. we're not going to be able to connect on all the way. And just because, just by the simple fact that I've been on Earth longer, you know. So it's like I, I, I don't feel know. you on that. So I, 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 you're I not feel really like, a millennial, eh? You are Gen X. No, I'm not Gen X. I'm millennial. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an elder. But you're millennial. like on the yeah. You're I'm on the on, cusp I'm of the, that shit. Yeah, exactly. I'm 37. So like I'm just okay. I'm 83. So I'm just hitting it, but. But, you know, like when I can talk to like 19 year olds who are just incredibly gifted, smart people and have beautiful conversations with them. But I, is that most of the youth? I don't know. I don't yeah. really think so. Actually, yo, man, I'm running <laughs> stats. I'm trying so hard to find the stupid people that no everyone offense, talks young about. People. I love and they you. don't seem to. Ex- yo, here's why I can justify this because my interviews are like life stories. Mm-hmm. So we start when you're like five and we work up. Yeah. But I start when we're that young. So I started tracking shit. Yo, imagine. You're like 12 and the whole internet's at your disposal already. You're thinking, oh, these kids just want to watch porn and be destructive because we're old fucking people and we're thinking like parents. Okay, let's be real. We're parent age people. Of course, we're thinking that shit. All we know is parents who are thinking that shit. You know what these kids are doing? Everything, including the porn. 
but they're doing everything. They're the learnings. They're teaching themselves arts and crafts and skills and marketing and all yeah. sorts of amazing positive things that we're just like ignoring. Right. Because and we're so worried about the bad things they well, might be doing. The thing about the youth which, that I really respect is their openness and their willingness to talk about like their emotions. Because I feel like I come from a generation that fucking you still were called ooh. a pussy for 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 saying I'm sad today. That you know, you go to school, you That's go to hard. high school and your boys are like, Oh no, guys, I'm feeling kinda down. Shut up, pussy. Oh look at this. No, dude, you know, like, you're actually just, hitting some nails on the head and where I feel a lot like of the us youth men are a in way. for a hard fucking time yeah. especially the older yep. as you get older i feel like because yo the kids don't see it as manly to be tough like that no. you know what's manly to them to be like emotional and brave enough right. to share that you're weak right. that's manly as shit to right. these kids and, and then that. we're like yeah no i can take anything <laughs> i'm so fucking rough and tough and i'm like <laughs> You know what? I don't think I can take everything. I'm fucking sensitive. Yeah, I fucking too. have a hard time emotionally processing the pace of my life right now. That's attracted to 17-year-olds. I relate to them more than I think, if I really mm -hmm. think about it. Yeah. yeah, and that's one thing that I've really noticed that I've been able to really connect on the youth is, is mental illness. It's like, if it's one thing that mm. I have, in, especially I feel bad for these young people coming up who grew up on Facebook. And when you look at the correlation between like, like teenage, especially in young women, when you see that they're the correlation with the rise of Facebook and the correlation of, of, of young women killing themselves. Like, and young people killing themselves and depression and anxiety and all these crazy social pressures Yo, that are created by these like, social networks. It's some scary shit, but you know, insane. it's fucked up. The rate of men my age killing themselves, which yes, is higher than that rate. I agree. I agree. But, but actually kind of like, but no, but that's what I'm saying. Is, I don't know how, happening. Like, that's the thing. Like, what, what is it that's creating think, such unhappiness in, in, in so many people? Yeah. The American dream's a lie. Of course, and it's being it's perpetuated. dissonance across the entirety of our society. I agree. So everything you're like taught about going, yo, yo, I'm so grateful I don't have to deal with your education, my guy. If I had to take on like fucking $40,000 of like crippling debt, yo, I'm tripping on like 12 or 15 or no, I think it's close. It's a bit more in debt. And that's what I've taken on. I'm, like, I'm tripping. And that's like, I can make money on that debt. That's some shit where like you guys are just fucked for life with the interest rates and shit. I'm like, yo, because I studied like the economics of like a lot of this shit and I'm looking into a lot of the, yo, man, I got told to go to school and I dropped out and that was the smartest choice I made for myself. It's not like a universally accepted right, thing, right. but dropping out of school saved me so much debt and poor choices and awful things that I wouldn't be me today if I had gone down the path that was prescribed to me like fucking drugs from when I'm a kid. So like yeah. that's why everyone's so fucked up because we can't buy houses. Obviously, where I'm at, we get to buy condos. That's not a house. Right. That's shares in a holding company that owns the property. Right. That's not even ownership. It's just buying shares. It's like fucking a complicated stock market move if you really break it down at a logistical level. Yeah, yeah, especially in these bigger cities where rent is just like, like, exorbitant. And like me and my wife fled San Diego, which thank God I wasn't in California for this fucking lockdown because what a shit show that is. But we could, mm. uh, as artists, the 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 little neighborhood we lived in was called Ocean Beach, 
And uh, it's this cool little hippie community that was filled with artists and, you know, bohemians. And it was popular in the 60s. Like Hendrix used to hang out there and shit. And now you have, it's so expensive. All the artists are being pushed out. Uh, no one can afford to live there. And, and, and now that these musicians are out of work, they're fleeing by the fucking hundreds. And, you know, by the million, people are out. You know, people can't afford that shit, especially there's no help from our government over here. It's... It's insane. So that, that would be why the answer to the question is why is everyone miserable? Because it's harder and no one wants to admit it. Right. Yo, I'm so grateful I'm in my 30s. I'm blessed as a motherfucker. I'm agile enough to keep up with the kids enough to be their yeah. boss. Not enough to be them, but enough to run them. I can bring the wisdom to the table. And I'm old enough to hang out with 45-year-olds and make them think I'm not stupid. <laughs> so, like, I'm blessed as fuck. I'm that J. Cole, middle child kind of age, a little younger than you, you know? Yeah. Um, and the truth is, if I was like 18 year old me now, I couldn't get my job because I'm taking my job. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I'm the guy that moved into my neighborhood that ended up jacking the rent prices a couple of years later. Like, I have to acknowledge that yeah. there are blessings with my age that come with it. And with that, be youth centric. Yo, I'm all about youth centricity yeah, now. Me like, too. yo. I don't give a fuck about my success in the sense of being a megastar. I kind of came to real. Look at me, my guy. I'm not going to be the pop star of Montreal. Montreal? That city's beautiful. I'm like niche. I know I'm niche. It's what it is. That's some beautiful fucking people in Montreal. We're going to have some fucking pop star motherfucker that like the whole world thinks is amazing. And it's not going to be 33-year-old Holden. But maybe I can create a platform that elevates that kid when he shows up. I can break his interview. I can do something positive and proactive for the fucking city, you know, in that regard. Right. And that's where like, I think like if we actually, your know, niche fan bases are the most loyal. That's true, but they're not going to ever be that like mascot. Maybe, I don't know if you guys have mascot at city problems, but Montreal wants to have a Drake so bad. And it makes sense. <laughs> Damn we're, you, Toronto. Like, <laughs> we're the 10th biggest Toronto! city in North America. I don't know if you knew that, but by population density, we're the, we're the sorry, eighth or tenth biggest city in North America. What, right? Toronto? That's, or excluding Mexico. Toronto's bigger than us, but yeah. we're bigger than most of America, is what I found out at population density. So we have a population base that, in theory, we should be able to replicate, even on the English side of our city. We have enough people to pull off what Buffalo's doing. Mm. So, like... Mm. I look at it like, okay, so how can people my age build something for kids? Maybe if that was the attitude that shifted, at least in a lot of places, and we've made, I don't know about your place. Maybe your place is super dope at elevating youth. No, it's not. It, in fact, our, this place is super dope of crushing people, uh, the youth spirits into a small little heartless, shapeless cube that, that reflects yeah, with their, their, their fucking flabby guts and their hunched over posture working at the factory every day because they grew up in a high school system that is crumbling and tells them that you are going to go and work in a factory. Your dreams mean nothing. It's like this is this. I'm in a very working class city. And dreams mm. stop at fucking having a house and working at the factory. Now, I'm not saying everybody in the city, that's what they dream of. And, and, and it's just a smaller industrial city. We, we, we had a lot of fallout, from, especially from that 2008, uh, cry, the financial crash, decimated this. Us, Detroit, we're 40 minutes south of Detroit. So we, we had the automotive industry here, too. We have Jeep here. But a lot of this stuff was 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 destroyed, and uh, it, there there's a big um, there's there's a lot invested 
in the idea of being hardworking and having a secure job. Yes. But but the, but this pandemic proved that even if you working at a secure job, it's not secure. The 2008 financial crisis proved that these these fucking factory workers who worked their entire life for these pensions, it dissipated overnight because of something somebody in New York City did. And 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 they what are they supposed to do? They lost their pension and their cut their pay got cut Preaching by half. So it's it, there. There's a huge. There's there's a lot invested in the youth here having the idea that you work hard and, and so you can buy your house. Well, they're trying and to pull that shit here and, too, though, and and, 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 and live your life of complacency and live your life according to a bell ringing, so you know when it's time to eat fucking lunch. That's what we have here, and and that's what's sad about the city. So so like. We got maybe slightly better jobs. I mean, come on, my Probably, shit's cushy. Yeah. I can't complain. You're, you, but you like, have reality a lot cooler shit going on up is there. <laughs> that with that comes, yo, listen, I gotta be safe about this, but <laughs> office politics is a complicated thing. Woo! Okay, it's not simple. I know that. Okay, so with greater m revenue comes more office politics. So, yeah. like, there are trade offs to the cushiness right. that come with my ability and willingness to smile a lot more than i like to smile and agree to things that i might not agree with so like, it's not simple but I, I would argue that regardless to where we're at there are traps in place like Absolutely. based on that concept of traps and these branding like for us it's cop that condo and i'm like hold up you're 26 you don't know that you can afford this shit for the next 15 years my guy you barely got a job this you're in it for like you don't even have the three to five years experience to fall back on you're you're getting it now right. why are you buying property hold hold your horses a little bit but there's this branding and this or buying a car like you live in montreal you don't need a fucking car okay like unless you have kids you don't need a fucking car i promise i cycle all over my city it's actually kind of centralized. That's how I feel, at least. Maybe other people disagree. But I've had people look at me and be like, you're less of a man because you don't have a car. And I'm like, you're less of a man because you don't give a fuck about the environment, my guy. That was my feelings. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's how people are. There's this, yo, I call it the Google divide, to be real with you. I came up with a theory. Maybe I'm wrong. I like Google is invented in 1998, which means that people who finished high school post-1998 and started college had an entire educational foundation that was derived on libraries and encyclopedias and fucking that crap. By the time I'm in high school, I'm already being taught to Google shit. By the time I'm in college, we're going to skip the Quebec special Sejip shit. You can whatever. But like, we're like getting Wikipedia is not a source speeches. It's okay. Like by the time I'm my age, Skillshare. So like, yo, already there's just so many innovations in education and, and knowledge sharing that like, Old people, when you look at how they manage projects, tend to plan the whole fucking thing before they open a web browser to Google. I can't even open the fucking project file if I haven't spent two days Googling. There's just a difference in how we do shit. But my shit's faster. And the kids make me look like a dinosaur. <laughs> and in an era where you got to be agile and like interesting. Interesting is really about knowledge and... Being relevant, yo, people yeah, fucks too. with what I think because you me could bring too, me any boy. subject right now and I could fuck with it and hold it down and make it interesting. Why? Because we're, we were teaching people. That's the goal. I look at everything like a teaching opportunity and motherfuckers are in the education. You know how I know? What's YouTube pushing? Education mm -hmm. content is fucking popping right now. You're yeah, everyone, educator, you're everyone doing your is, video essays. Everyone's an influencer. Everyone is a life coach. Everyone on 
on Instagram is or on TikTok is follow me for more tips to for for better Big life. Facts. You know, so like that there's a whole market in it and that's where it's all going. You know, it, that's where it seems like even Gary V says that's where it's going. But <laughs> fucking Gary V. I like Gary V. Yo, Gary V's not he's, wrong with no, anything he says. I just don't like, like Vaynerchuk media. I just there's something about his personality that just rubs me the wrong way. It's just because he's he's he, look into Vaynerchuk media. You'll be like, oh, he is what I think he is. But how he presents himself is with facts. And I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's never wrong on camera. <laughs> in any case, but everyone, but, but there's a problem there. How can everyone be an influencer? How can everyone teach? How can everyone be that person? Like, is there roles for enough people? Yeah. Is there enough roles Big facts, for that? Yeah. Actually, yo, I was having this conversation sparked by some Facebook post when his dude, Merkur Miyagi, who's very wise in Montreal. Uh, he's an engineer. Now, engineers are special people who listen way better than we do. You might be an engineer, in which case you understand what I mean. And if you're not, trust me, they listen way better than we do. They have to. They deal with artists all the time. It's the only way they can do their job is to be good with empathy and paying attention. So engineers tend to notice things before rappers and other artists do. Um, He noticed that millionaires are done in music. And I agree with that sentiment. So if your goal is to make a million dollars a year off of crazy, extraordinary tech nine type shit, I only know rap examples, (laughs) tech nine type shit, you're not getting that. These, These guys aren't giving it up. You think Eminem's still there. How to f- yo pick your shit. The Foo Fighters, how are you competing with fucking Dave Grohl? You have your own versions of that shit. Yeah, sound engineers. Um, so Dave Grohl's out there, like all of them. Yo, I fucking know Dave Mustaine is active on social media. Okay, like that's actually people in the sphere of competition and superstardom land, and they're still relevant. So, like, cool, that's our competition. But if we change our expectations and go, can I find a thousand people willing to give me $5 a month? Yeah. All of us can do that. I promise. And then if you don't get too big too fast and you stay humble and you recognize that you're not going to be a millionaire with this shit per se, but you can be a hundred thousandaire with this shit and you get, you aim for that. Like realistically dream as much as you want, but we can all make a hundred thousand off our art. There's enough space for that. I don't know. <laughs> and then part of it is we're then able to, in a, since we're all making more and so we're all giving more i'm already giving more bits i see that there's like almost a, i'm getting paid out next month right i'm getting paid out next. i'm gonna have to give more bits yo like if you had it if i hadn't been gifted a sub you were my amazon prime sub this month somebody else got it because somebody gifted me or shit yo there's such an economy on and twitch is a huge part of it because it's teaching us all what communism is really about is the truth <laughs> of it <laughs> And I don't mean it to go there, but no, from an economic principle, there is a lot of capitalism missed in, but let's say social democracy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like socialist capitalist hybrid. Like, I don't know. Canada's kind of socialist. The idea yeah. of socialism isn't scary to me. I know it's a big fucking buzzword yeah, to some communities funny. up in parts of the world, yeah. but like we have a lot of social policies like yeah, America healthcare. too. Yeah. America too. We have like, a lot of socialized stuff. We are fire can, department. I can just smash my arm right now which is and amazing. go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to fix it and be like, oh, hey, okay, have a good day. Hey. It'll take 12 hours of misery and pain because <laughs> Quebec is slow as fuck, but it'll be free. You know? Right, right. Um, we live in the land of Karens now. <laughs> yeah, we do too. I'm not going to lie. There's Karens all over. Yeah, Karen um, exists everywhere, I think. 
But like, yo, check it. So if we all of a sudden then are all making a hundred thousand a year, and let's say we all have, yo, I I don't know what else I could really need in my life on a personal level. I can play the video games I want. I can make the music I want, not as fast as I want, right? But let's say I don't need a better place. I can I literally make music here in this setup. Like it doesn't change. I just start rapping. Mm, <laughs> That's right. it. The room is set up. I have packing blankets all over. We good enough. Yeah, You'll be too. in the era also of good enough. You don't need to. Like I was watching this relatively famous rapper going on about wasting a shit ton of money on studio gear he doesn't need because his manager said you need this. And I'm mm. like, you don't need any of what you're buying. You want to do voice acting like trust you can yeah. get away on like 600 bucks my dude but he's trying to raise four thousand right. dollars i'm like usd i'm like yo my guy what a waste of fucking money so that you can have what the pros have that's not how this economy works nope. if you're willing to accept that 80 percent that we can all achieve and not chase that 100 percent we're all looking for until you can yo you know what makes that 100 percent? You, you don't go to work you spend all day long working on that song if you don't have that time Fuck it! Don't chase a hundred. You're not producing properly, then. Uh, but I'm, 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 I'm a little confused. I'm striving to understand how. Um, yeah, my brain goes fast. It jumps. That's a lot. okay. It's no, cool. but I, I'm, I'm striving to understand how, how Twitch is a lesson in socialized democracy. Oh, because we're all being taught the power of giving. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I forgot to make that point. Yo, I'm incentivized to give to you. Mm -hmm. It makes me look cool. It makes it fun. But it's also me giving. Right. Do you, do you, do you, sorry, it's me carrying the burden of elevating the global Twitch music economy by setting in that. Okay. There, <laughs> I tied you. it in much better with that. Hey, thank you for, <sighs> thank you for really dialing in that, that answer there. Uh, do you, so do you think that, do you, are you one of those people then because Twitch is a private company and they're <gasps> sort of having their own, they're able to make their own rules. Um, you know, freedom of speech here is a huge, huge thing. And there's a lot of TOS uh, things that are on Twitch that some people consider kind of ridiculous. Are you one of the people who thinks that uh, that that these platforms should be able to uh, edit people and, and you know, and, and it's a job. Your boss allowed to silence you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious. My boss opinion. told me I can't say negative things about PDFs on the internet. I can't say that shit. PDFs are dope. Buy that soda PDF shit. Real <laughs> fact. It's what it is. I get paid to be that shit. Mm. You take the Amazon money, shut the fuck up. You signed the EULA. You wanted that Google money? Shut the fuck up. You signed that shit. Mm. What? You think you're special? Yeah. And then you go to, to you, know, you want to be real with it? Motherfuckers are mad they can't be offensive. Not that they can't express ideas. I have never been silenced and you can hear the level of complicated offensive shit i can say in the <laughs> eyes of some people yeah. i've never been censored nobody's shutting me down i challenge the fucking status quo all the time but i don't directly attack people and i never make fun of people that are like below me on the totem pole because i know my place so i only ever punch up but that's you motherfuckers punch down all day long yeah. so that's cool you guys are fighting for the right to punch down is honestly what these TOS rules are trying to stop. Because we want to act like kids ain't sitting there calling motherfuckers the F word, not the fun fuck word, the other one all yeah. day long on the fucking internet. It's just denial to pretend that these rules don't have valid measures to protect people that are harassed constantly. Have you ever played online Call of Duty, dude? I am too much of a coward to play online video games with people. I can't handle the mean shit they say. And I'm a rapper, my guy. 
Do did we ever really read it? No. I, I mean, yeah, I did. I, I did because I'm really yeah, interested. Yeah, of course in you do. Work. Yeah, Bonnie, when you're talking about like money and content, you read the. I read the YouTube one. I read, I read the, the Twitch one. Everyone I know did. Um. Yeah. The scary thing is the no reason <sighs> bands, and I agree with that. And that, that's the thing. I, and I think that's what people are talking about, and not necessarily wanting to say offensive things, but who's deciding what's offensive to who? Because what's offensive I to don't you? Know. But who's who's like, making these decisions though? Who's making these decisions? Twitter. Yeah, but it's but clearly who, Twitter mobs. But I'm so saying, go listen to what Twitter's but, mad about. But look, and like digest it a little but, bit. But look, what Rev is saying: these no reason bans for people who are just being targeted because they're saying stuff that so, doesn't agree with a a, a certain who, sect of people. Who I'm, is the person? Well, uh, I, mean, I can think of one example. YouTube did a hit piece on Monkey Jones, and it was fucked up. And it was actually fucked up how they delivered it. That's one. I can think of Leafy is here and how he deserved it because he violated terms of service. He literally did a, a a joke that very clearly violated terms of service. I was like, oh, that's exactly when you're getting banned. Uh, I, I saw it and I said, oh, you're getting banned. You get, and then he was banned two days later. And then everyone's like, why did he get banned? I'm like, because he violated with that thing. People do personal attacks all the time and they don't know they're doing it. But when I, I I have to write community guidelines, actually, mm. part of my day job. I, oh, I had to write a nipple policy. I had to Google the internet's <laughs> consensus on nipples and actually know <laughs> what Facebook thinks about nipples, what Twitter thinks about nipples, and understand what everyone thinks about how female nipples, and it's stupid, but this is a real thing. I had to send this email because we have a photo <laughs> editing group and like it was a real thing that came up and I had to make a fucking real decision on nipples. So the truth is, is if you really want to look into it, I can read every single person's post that got into Facebook jail and identify the exact thing that got them banned. I don't know if I have a special power or I'm just really good at this, but I'm always able to tell you exactly what not to do to not get in trouble in the future. So if I'm able to do that, I don't know how to write it down in rule form. It's kind of like, don't do personal attacks. Don't do this shit. I don't know what happened with clicks, if you if somebody can explain what happened with clicks, that would be cool. But I do not know what happened to clicks, so it's hard for me to know what the fuck happened there. There was this lady who worked on The Mandalorian. I don't remember her name. Um, Gabby something. She was one of the main characters. She was set to have an entire um, sub. There was a whole supposed to be a whole spinoff of The Mandalorian surrounding her. She said a few things, which I read, which wasn't terrible. Um, she just read, some, she said some stuff about maybe we should look into voter fraud or and some other stuff. And it was leaning conservative. And not only did she, yes, thank you. Gina Carano was canceled off of Disney uh, and they were going to cancel Disney. And so what I'm saying is this woman who is just an actress is just saying what she thinks online and she lost her entire career because of it. Now, who is making these decisions? When you read those tweets, they are not that bad. I'm a left-leaning person. I, I, so, but, but here's how these systems work. So, you know what's happening, my guy? Everybody's hitting report more on that person versus right? other people. Like, believe it or not, but but someone at, made the active decision, and not only did someone at Twitter and but but these true. companies are colluding. But that dude's probably paid like fifteen dollars an hour, and you got a shitty customer service agent versus a good one. Like, I don't know if you've ever but worked in the a call problem. center, but my wait, guy. Wait, 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 before you go any further. You're saying that some asshole who makes $15 an hour is deciding what is able to go up on Twitter and what's what's constitutes as as being banned? You're telling yeah, me that some ass these guys manage well, that, this shit. Don't you, you see okay, something here's wrong? What with that? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Don't you see something wrong with that? 
doesn't that ring kind of sour to you that some nah, asshole I work in tech, my guy? I, it doesn't ring sour to me because well, I, I think I run that people, you have to reconsider. So, like, to my, do. so my day job until is they to come train for you, like though, that. they're gonna come for you one day, and then you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, some no, fifteen-year-old asshole canceled." I know, baby. man. I don't. I like literally went through my Facebook and deleted everything over ten years, my guy. They're not gonna come for me <laughs> and clip me because I also know how to apologize. I'm very good at that. Well, I can apologize so, like, too, and people apologize and still lose their entire careers. They lose their entire platform. Like trash. There's entire like YouTube. Yo, you gotta watch more commentary YouTube. They teach you all the tricks my guy they break down in specific detail what everybody well, did i'm not out there saying time. silly things and i tend to lean towards the left and like i was the I, i've been you know I, I tend to say things that lean to the left although this freedom of speech thing tends to be a, a sort of a conservative like, idea which is really shit weird is like private companies that are for profit trying to make money right. with publicly traded stockholders like you guys aren't like talking about and yo you know what happens when you see they these have people a choice. being like okay go ahead so let's say you go down the path of like the alternate social media platform. The second you take Visa and MasterCard's money or the ability, mm -hmm. they literally make you comply to certain things. So you're getting mad at social media because I'm the EU mad. is making them. No, I mean, no, but I am in general, mad, people are, I am pissed off. But people about aren't even shit. mad at the right people for this shit. Like they have to put that $15 an hour guy there that they can't properly afford to manage. They have to invent these AIs on the fly. Because governments and other people are really up in their shit all the time trying to squeeze dollars out of them. Like Australia just tried to pimp slap Facebook and Facebook banned the news. Like if you really look at the situation, it's so much more than just censor. Nah, these guys have government regulations. You know you can't make yep, your hate speech exactly comments in right. Canada, right? You're right. You're like you can't right. call me names in Canada. That's not legal here. We don't have your freedom of speech. There's right. one country on earth. That legally lets you insult people like that. That right I right here, baby, and I love it, and I'm fucking here for it. I'm I'm proud of that. So I'm like, proud of it. I don't even <laughs> have the culture of right. I'm allowed to do that. Right. It's called I get defamation it. and shit. Oh, I and get like, it. I don't know if I even agree with the same amount of freedom of speech you want. Oh, I agree. I never grew up with that. I, and I get that. I get that me. culturally. I get that culturally. It's just to me, uh, it, when you come up in a society like America, and we put so much value in this idea that we can express ourselves freely and then you have these big media conglomerates who 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 tout that they are the total they they are the bastions of free speech and that they want to you know like like uh, the but arab free speech mean it's it's never been like the like it's not the idea of free speech isn't the right to use particular language it's the right to express ideas and people yes. who express ideas within the confines of eloquent language are never clipped right Right, but if and if I'm yelling the f word over and over again, yeah, it, it, you, and and I believe and I agree, those people should be fucking banned. That fuck them, you know those assholes so, are out there. But just like yo, but there's just every time I'm telling you, there's you know? this like moment in the thread where motherfucker flips to an insult or he says something really stupid, and you're like, yo, all it takes is for. I offended somebody with an accidentally racist comment the other day, and all it took was one sentence to have me happen to be like, yo, my bad, dude. I'm so I, sorry. I fucked up. You know, yeah. one little moment. Well, people you know, don't get in, that. In Drumface, like, I agree with you exactly. I'm sorry to interrupt. I wanted to hit this because he said it twice. Freedom of speech is a freedom of repercussion. And I agree with that exactly. But it's it's the idea that who is deciding what is the, the freedom of speech. But that's not true. That's not true because when you look. No, like I said, these people are responding to motherfuckers on Facebook hitting the report buttons in bigger frequency <laughs> up, to other shits. That's how it works in backend algorithm land. You think that it's not that, but it's actually right. snitches all over. I, that cool. makes I agree. It, 
but look what people. Rev said. Look at what Water Rev said. Pedro, said. Pedro made the same example that Gina did, and she lost her job, and he didn't because Pedro is he leans on the left side, and Gina leans on the right. Now, are you sure it's you, not some sexist shit? No, it's not. If you're going a whole day, I don't know not, enough about the shit. It's, it's hard not, for me to comment on that particular. It's one. Okay. I don't even know. What but these no, no, no. Are. But this is happening all the time. That's what I'm saying. It, it's because they chose because they have maybe a conservative outlook. They're getting silenced, and if the problem is, and, and I, I agree that freedom of speech is not freedom of repercussions because if you're going to be out there marching down the street with your MAGA like, hat you at a BLM like rally, then you might get shot in the do? face. What? Have you seen what Ben Shapiro's and them do for the branding of their side? Yeah, like yeah. these guys are I, not I, making up, it buddy? generally easier for the overall thing, and nobody's putting them in their place. They're just kind of letting the heroes run rampant. But but that's but but why do they need to be put in their place? They don't have a right to express how they feel. It, well, because life is politics more than it's not in I all agree. fields. And so if we're talking about the democratic society of what people want, like, yo, everyone's mad that Trump got voted in, but it's not like he didn't get a lot of votes. It was a very close margin. Right. It wasn't like, and then it was know, a very me, close two, margin that he got voted out too. people difference isn't like a huge margin in 300, what is it? 180 million eligible voters. Like that's close. That's a lot of y'all on one side and a lot of y'all on a different side. So in democracy land, unfortunately, you might lose is the problem. And democracy is vying for control and a lack of freedom. So so here's the thing that I want to make. I want to bring it to music because when you look at censorship, this shit doesn't just stop online. This shit doesn't stop there. Look at what happened in the 90s. Look at what NWA and Ice-T were fighting for. They were speaking the truth. They were speaking about the truths that they grew up and saw, and our government was trying to censor their asses. So it's not that it just stops here. It doesn't just stop with music. I mean, with, with TV or with politics. This shit goes into music as well. Well, this this has been fought for these these especially here in America, our right to express ourselves were fought by these musicians who were being silenced, these no, comedians like, who were being silenced. So yeah, it's a how, very important like, thing that like, we music keep this videos in. are like the one area you can get away with everything. If anything, can, can the you? safest place to be can controversial. You if Childish Gambino video. came out with a pro-Trump video, do you think that they would allow that shit to keep going? Fuck yeah. You guys don't know how powerful a fucking childish game is. I know. He's pretty badass. He's amazing. Okay? Like, nah. <laughs> but, but you what know if he what? Changed, if he I came mean, out with a pro-Trump video, listen, I can make what a really if, good What if Taylor Swift? To, what if Taylor... But, wait, wait, wait. What if Taylor Swift came out with an anti-Biden song? Remember fucking the Dixie Chicks when they came out against George W. Bush? There, it's a different they, era. It's a the different Dixie era, Chicks but it can... But it's not, it's not a different idea, though. Thing. It's the same idea, though. It's still being silenced. You're but still being silenced. I think that because the Dixie Chicks took the hit, it'll never be quite like that again. Because, yo, I but think But it's happening the Dixie now Chicks, all the time. That's what I'm saying. It, I don't it's even like, worse see the, now. Okay, it happens in a one-year span all the time, but then you look at these people five years later and their macro is often bigger. Yeah, but but that's five that years of being out of a job and off, off of, of the cancellation. Yeah, but that's though. five years of being, you know, your 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 life is ruined. You know, like that's five years. Some what is life is you get, took some hits, but like yo, I mean, some people lose their entire scandals. careers though. People lose their entire careers. You so they check it. That they freedom of speech has protection from governmental interference. That is what freedom I know, of speech means. And, but that's the problem. There's no so accountability to these, these private companies. you have a Twitter pressuring though. a private company, you're right. in a weird place. That is I know. I know protected. Gina's life is not ruined, but there are people whose lives have been ruined. I no, can't but think like, of them But look at who's ruining the lives. It's not the government. It's humans in the population that are doing the life ruining. 
which makes right. it more different to me because it's like, yo, this is criticism at a mass scale that's never been seen before. Right. This isn't the government. This isn't the authorities. It's actually the large democratic voice of angry people. Mm, but also you have people who are in big tech, oh, like okay. Facebook. Let me add a caveat. Facebook, media Twitter. Media exploits the shit of that shit, but yes, not Facebook, media private it. media companies. Because yo, as James said, private companies, it. but private media, blog sites, people like us, honestly, our sphere of things, we're the, not us, because I actually really fuck with what you do, but there are versions of us that are toxic as shit. Yes. Yo, I've I seen agree. like music but, interviews but where they're like, Go ahead, Bro, please. Please, I'm sound sorry. engineer said you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> How are you going to respond? Yo, that's the that's the media industry. They stir this fucking pot for views right. all the time. Well, that's the thing. And so, like, is that Facebook's fault? And is but okay. So, is it that really Fox news does its thing? You know, but is it really then the voice of the people if the media is the one who's stirring up the shit? Is the I'll media stirring up a fucking but crowds of people to go after Gina Karani or whatever? It's, it's I mean, kinda, it's kind of yes. Both, it's yo. If the people want to consume that content, then they're leverage. So that's where it goes back to the people. I looked a lot into fucking like Ambush media journalism. Make money yes, on fuck journalism. So you, journalism does not exist on a mainstream level. They're fucking garbage. Not. In, in America. Vox and those motherfuckers for Fox holding it garbage down. too. But like, here's the thing, man. If the people really want better journalism, do you remember like back when our parents paid for the newspaper and yes. funded better journalism? I do. We don't pay for it. We don't subscribe to this shit. No. We don't put money into it. We mm. then complain it's not there. Well, Yo, it's people. because because alternative media. It's because people like us. It's because of people like Ben Shapiro. It's like people like Facts. MSNBC I'm, I'm ain't hyper fucking represent shit. They that it's alternative media, and that's the thing. These big media conglomerates they like to stoke the the fire Yo, because you it watch gets John clicks. Oliver. Yeah, I like John Oliver. He's good. I don't watch him regularly, but I I like. I watched last week tonight. It's my Monday morning steal it on YouTube because I don't have HBO and I'm yes, whatever. It's all click based. Uh, like, it's it's all just to get us the click. I mean, there is yeah, look, but that's please. funding. They don't make money without this. They don't have ways to make right. money to pay and that's their the journalists. Problem. That's the problem. That's the fucking problem because now these journalists are fucking. They're they're racing to get those clicks. And how are you going to get clicks? Well, you can make a bunch of people mad, and and you can turn people on other people, and that's what gets clicks. That works. That's a business model that they've chosen to take, and they're running with it. And so now you have people blatantly just printing lies with no retractions. They don't even blatant lie. It doesn't. Even even matter anymore and this is the new york times this is the new york post whatever these is mainstream I, media i'm now. with you my guy actually here we fully agree but you notice now i'm not blaming facebook and i'm agreeing with you you're blaming people i actually think are the problem well facebook is part of it though. to point our guns facebook, in the right direction but facebook is colluding this. with these people that's the thing facebook, facebook has to make money it's a i agree you know, facebook's in a weird position it's like a weird thing like we don't know what a social media really is but if Fox News puts <laughs> $25 million dollars into Facebook and we don't, Fox News gets more of what it wants out of Facebook. That's the way American cap American styled capitalism, as I call it, yeah. works. It's true. So I mean, in the system you're in, y'all gotta fund your shit if you want it to exist. PBS. I get like more subsidies and grants and shit because right. I'm in Canada. But like Y'all really need to put your democratic dollar behind real fucking media right. if you want it to exist. Vote with How your many dollar, media sources sure. have died because nobody subscribed right. monetarily? Y'all know about and curiosity your subscriptions stream? are going down. That shit's dope. 
Yeah, no, that's the thing. These media conglomerates before Donald Trump came into <clears throat> office were fledgling. Donald Trump brought in an entire new era of how their business model was going to be set up. I'm not a fan <sighs> of Donald Trump, but he did sort of bring what? back this. That he breathed life back into like, this whole fucking. Do you know madness. what I was doing in the '90s while the U.S. was bombing Iraq? <laughs> What? I was watching it on the news because yeah. my dad wanted to see an explosion happen in real time. It's yeah. not new. It's just, this is what it is. It's always been like this. And now it's at a scale that's different because of social media. Right. But it's not new. I know that it's was not Clinton. New. That was the whole other government, and that's the one that elevated your finances. But that dude was just as bad. As, anyway, oh. You don't want my opinions. I'm a Canadian, and I got no loyalty to y'all. No, I don't <laughs> care. No, I, and I agree. I don't, I, I'm not a fan of Clinton and his, and his, and his grabby little hands. Uh, I'm not a fan of any of them. Uh, anybody no, just, who wants anyway, to be in that really, position. I probably of, shouldn't. <laughs> well, anybody who is in that position that wants to be that kind, that person in charge is just, you know, they're insane people anyway. So, like, I, ugh. Look, I know we kind of went down the rabbit hole here, and uh, Love it. it's this is my favorite type of shit. In this the world is, to it's five oh seven, and you got to get out of here. So very soon, yeah. Uh, is anybody interested in? Um, so let me let me just, let's just wrap up here. Um, uh, everything's going subscription model. Everybody, get find your thousand subscribers. <laughs> Start get get on it. Start doing it. I agree. Paying with you subscribers, for sure. Paying, not YouTube yeah, subscribers. Yeah, YouTube subscribers might as well be follows on Instagram. Uh, it's it's just facts. <laughs> well, I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing. And until you get I'm to a thousand, you. until you get to a thousand, look, no, I, dude, I'm at twenty four hundred. I'm on Twitch and I'm pushing my Twitch, my dude. I, dude, <laughs> it, it's 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 all about it's. Go out and get your subscription-based model. Go support your favorite streamer. Go support your music and, and support the things that you care about. P vote with your dollar. I think if we, if anything, we can come to this agreement that if you vote with your dollar, you're going to make a difference. Whatever that means. Follow me. Follow me for more life hacks. <laughs> okay. So, uh, all right. So... Uh, Holden, how can people get a hold of you? When do you stream? HSR five one four on most shit. I stream seven to ten most days. Oh yo, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, some here interview shit. Fucking Tuesdays is cipher. So if you rapidly raps, come up up in here. Um, yo, I heard a dingling. Shout out whoever did follow me. Shout out Drumface James. Use a real one. Um, uh, I don't know. We play Among Us on Thursday and bump that Montreal hip hop. I have a playlist I made for that. Uh, honestly, I'm trying to do everything at once, and in like ten years, we're gonna be powers basically to go. Uh, but I try to stay interesting and I read a lot. That's why I talk a lot. So in case Dude, you're wondering, I want to talk I about a lot of motherfucking. Books. I want to talk <laughs> about that. I love your Instagram because you have all the books that you sort of re read in the last you know a while. You got so many cool ass books, man. What what just it happened? Was, it was I, a I'm lot. sorry, I missed that. What just happened? Oh. Thank you, you 2511. Follow. I appreciate that follow. Holden, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and for dropping knowledge and, and, and doing doing it huge because uh, that was awesome, man. I really had a great time talking to you, man. Same, man. And shout out uh, your favorite today because they followed and that's the rules on Twitch. Peace. <laughs> All right, Holden. Peace. <laughs>
Thank you so much, Holden. I appreciate you coming on the show and talking and 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 moving and shaking with your boy. Uh, again, everybody, go and follow Holden. And behind that suit, all the links are in the show notes. So please go show your support for Holden Stefan Roy and behind that suit. Uh, and uh, let's see, go to Instagram.com slash HSR514. And you can find him across most of the social media platforms under that handle. You can also go and check us out on Twitch. We stream every Monday and Friday. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm telling you guys, I keep saying it, but come on over. You're missing out on all the cool-ass content that we're doing over there that you're not going to get on the podcast. That's right. No, not, not, no, no, no. Anyways, uh, go and like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, all Discord, all that shit. You'll find all the links in the show notes. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. And you can also leave a review and we'll read them on the show like I did at the top there. And our, um, you can, uh, yeah just do it for fun it, it helps it helps us uh you can also write the show at wespeakenglishgood.com uh, uh i i hope you guys are enjoying <laughs> the new sponsors there's just expect more of them expect more sponsors i i please go and support these these companies it's by supporting these companies you're supporting this show and it means a lot to me you can also support this show by going and getting merch off of our threadless store you can find a link in the show notes we got a lot of cool stuff going on in there you can also uh again by subscribing to our twitch channel you are helping us monetarily i i i don't want to start a patreon i'm certainly not going to do a gofundme or anything I, the Patreon thing to me is just more content that I have to create, and I'm already like at my wits' end with content. So um, that it just it, I just don't feel like that I should do that. It's just I'm, it's not worth it to me. So uh, you can help this show out by supporting our sponsors, or you can help the show out by uh, you know buying some merch, or honestly just sharing the show, talking about the show, or, or leaving review for the show. Honestly, the, the cheapest easiest things are the most effective things so like just sharing this podcast is an easy and effective way to help us so uh any kind of help is much appreciated and of course i love you guys thank you guys so much for sticking by me and coming back week after week i i so appreciate it and, and i'm you know it just means so much to me and i know that just sounds like words words are wind after all but it, it really is something incredible to me uh, that people keep listening. So I'm just going to keep saying it. I appreciate it and love you guys. So that is it out of me. We have Danielle Allard coming on for the podcast feed on Friday. So come through for that. And then, of course, on Friday, we have on the live stream, we have Adam Flair UK, who's an amazing producer, DJ, multi instrumentalist out of the UK. He's a, 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 and my pal. So, okay, guys. I will talk to you guys later. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. Blah, blah. Fresh.